Welcome to Craft Comics. My name is Jared Moore, and joining me today is Dan McHugh. That's right. It's ASMR Mouth Sounds with Jared Moore and Dan McHugh. No, 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 no. Today is May 5th, 2019. We got a big old stack of comics and some great beers in each other. Forever. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Hot Seat, the game show where I ask Danny Mac three extremely pointed questions he is required by law to answer. I do have a phone a friend. Very first question, Dan. Yes. I am so bad at ad-libbing. Help. How was your week? Oh, no, I don't want anything to do with that. It was, it was supposed <laughs> to be a pointed question. Um, why did Donald Trump win the 2016 election? Uh, I'm going to say... Because Wisconsin of Wisconsin, <laughs> yeah. fuck, fuck Wisconsin. <laughs> We're not going to do this bit anymore. Nah, it's too much. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Craft Comics. This is issue episode number eleven. I think question mark. That uh, it's either right. it's either eleven or twelve. Uh, but either way, we're glad to have you with us. Uh, this is a weekly comic book slash craft beer review show where we just have a good time and give each other some you know banter and yep. Uh, make fun of each other for our taste in comic books. Slap each other's, you know, just to slap a nipple once or twice. Yeah, I mean, once or twice or throughout the entire episode. Yeah, it really depends. Depends on, on how feisty we're feeling. Depends on how we feel. Uh, before we dive into the beers or the books, every single week I ask my good friend. That's me. Danny Mac, how have you been? You've been away. I have been. I'm going to tell you how I've been, which is awful. <laughs> Because you haven't <laughs> because been. Because I've been away. Yeah, you haven't been here with me. I know. But I hope you're doing something fun instead. I wasn't. I was. I was just. I was just doing work. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. No, you're right. I was in Hawaii. It was pretty fun. Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, it was cool. I uh, went to visit my brother. Okay. He works there, and nice. uh, I wanted to visit him before he leaves for moving to Korea. Cool. So he could work, and so he works there. Um. Yeah, it was a good time. We did some surfing. Cool. Which I understand that you have done before. Yeah, which I um, probably forgot about or didn't care back when I heard it initially. Yeah, I used to surf um, when I was younger. Uh, I haven't done oh, it really? in a long time. Yeah, I mean, obviously not re- regularly or anything like that. But like we would go on vacations. Um, and you know, that's... like, do you have a secret SoCal life that you're not telling <laughs> yeah, me about? Jerry? Yes, yes, I do have a secret SoCal life. But yeah, so yeah, I would do it. I would dabble a little bit. Um, I've done it like four or five times you know and, a couple uh, times surfing with a secret socal family yes um actually in fact i did it while you were in hawaii oh okay <laughs> yeah uh and yeah i like surfing i think it's fun yeah it was a lot of fun it's very meditative that's the one thing like out of all the i don't know board sports i'm gonna call them board sports that's skateboarding surfing uh-huh. and um snowboarding. snowboarding i think surfing is the most relaxing because yeah. a good chunk of it is just you on the ocean like staring out you know, yep. away from shore, looking lo- looking for a swell that peaks. Just is... waiting for that right. sick ass. And I actually fucking love that. I could do that all day, every day. I could be a beach bum. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was also, I would say, out of those, probably the most frustrating for me personally. Yeah. Uh, just because, like snowboarding, skateboarding, and stuff, you have control over your environment more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whereas surfing, you have to wait for the waves. Right. And like, there were many times where, like, Crystal and I. We were both surfing. We both stood up. I was very proud of both of us. Yeah, nice. And uh, 
but we would just wait for that wave and we would see like these big waves go on either side of us yep. and we would just sit there just waiting yep it's frustrating for sure uh, and uh sometimes you think one's gonna be big like you look back yeah. and then it just dies as soon as it gets to you the and then fake out yeah yeah so the last big one that i got up on that i was super happy about there were like two waves that just died out right when they got to me and my brother caught one of them because he was like 15 feet to the left where the wave was actually peaking yeah and i was like god damn it this is bullshit and then so i was like all right well this is done and then like i didn't even see it but a giant wave came up right behind me and i just had to start like ride or die ride or die baby 50 cent yeah i oh it was so much fun there is no better like so while i understand like i totally agree with you that like um it can be extremely frustrating to me there's no better moment in anything like i don't yeah. know for me personally than yeah. like the second you like you're like you're you see one you see one you're uh-huh. like oh this one's not dying this yep, is gonna yep. be a good one and you start you start going you start going and then like you hear the roar come uh-huh. up from behind you and then it just pushes you and it feels so <laughs> fucking good and you're yeah. just like i you went from like zero to 60 i'm like i am yeah. flying right now it's yeah. incredible yeah it was pretty wild it's so one that, of the best feelings ever yeah it's fantastic and uh so we did that we did a bunch of hiking out in the mountains of hawaii we did uh hit up a bunch of the moon tans micro breweries a bunch of cool uh restaurants um yeah and so yeah i was i was not super clear on what the beer scene there would be like but i mean like anything else any other like city or area with any reasonable population there's gonna be microbreweries everywhere right you just have to know where to look for them so it, it seems like hawaii and like that island it was oahu is kind of oahu like was the best yeah it was cool i, I feel like it's like 10 years behind craft brewery wise in a good way where like everything's just starting to boom and just oh, started cool. so that we went to like a couple microbreweries that were just like <laughs> operating it out of their garages yeah. and like and they, people are excited about yeah, it exactly. instead of being fucking cynical being and like, shitty oh god another oh, one another ip another, another craft IP brewery grow. just opened up i guess i got a whole i gotta go check it out got get a, a growler because they don't even distribute <laughs> to my walmart yet got a whole bunch of new beers that i've never tasted before before yeah. my life sucks <laughs> fucking whatever uh but yeah so they were doing some cool stuff uh the garage one that i went to was kind of funny because they weren't legally allowed to sell uh like pints like they weren't a bar they yeah they didn't have like a, a, to be a distributor bar. license or yeah something, exactly yeah. but so the way they skirted around it was they would sell crawlers that you could drink in there if Smart. you wanted Smart. or you could buy samples for like what, two bucks or something of like four ounce like tasters. Yeah, it was nice. like a, it was a full taster class. But that's funny. Yeah, it was funny. But yeah, it was all really good. They did some cool stuff. They made for some reason I don't know if this is like a Hawaiian thing, but we went to two of their microbreweries and there were a lot of red ales. Okay, but they were like hoppy, hoppy red ales, oh. which I hadn't really had before. The, I haven't had a hoppy red ale since like I want to say the, the the first kind of hop boom of like 2008 like yeah uh, back I, when I think, they were just thrown in everything yeah like ambergeddon and fixed gear are the two um hoppy red ales that immediately come to my mind is an ambergeddon and amber for sure but i mean they're <laughs> close enough right and to my in, in my opinion i, I have no idea well, maybe i'm wrong like on this. irish red i think is what these ones were sure which are, i think slightly different they're a little they're yeah usually I mean, a little more malty you can't call it you can't thicker. call it an irish red and then dump a bunch of hops in it then you just that's uh, true a hoppy red ale that's um, true 
but yeah, I think fixed gear at the very least is like a hopped okay. up America. I don't know. Maybe it's an American amber. Fuck me. I don't know. I mean, they're all reddish tint. The, yeah. the grain bill is very close between yeah. an amber and a um, and a red ale, in, in my opinion. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think the main difference is red ales are a little, like, thicker usually, a little more malt forward. Okay. As far, or, yeah, Irish red ales, is, in my experience. Yeah, no, Irish red ales, for sure. They're definitely, like, a bready, um, yeah. bready. But I don't know about, like, all the hybrids and whatnot, but... Yeah, it was cool. There was a, there was a lot of good beer there. I was Dan, impressed. You don't know the entire BJCP <laughs> styles list? Well, I'm just saying I don't think there is a red ale on the BJCP. If that is a real it acronym. Isn't. Did I do it right? Yeah, you did actually. Fuck yeah. yeah, sweet. Um, what is the BJCP for those at home? Do you do do you know what it stands uh, for? Let's see. Uh, no, I don't, no, I don't know either. It's, it's but it's the book of BJCP. beer styles, like the official book of beer styles. So yeah. like brewers look at it or whoever looks at it, and it tells you beer the judge? flavors that you're. Yeah, it's yeah, it's preliminary for yeah, primarily for uh, beer judges. So yeah. I wonder if it's beer judge compendium protocol. <laughs> the that's last two are probably good. not right, but I was close. Yeah, uh, or like beer judging, beer judge. Yeah, that sounds like it could be a thing. Beer judging for competition. I, it might have. Yeah, it might have yeah. something to, something to do with that. Basically, we're close. Once yeah. we take a break, we should look it up. We're, we're getting there. We're um, getting there. but yeah, so it, it's used by judges, but everyone uses it. Like a lot of brewers use it too, like to get an idea of what something. Yeah, like taste when they're like and, and when they're when you're designing your recipe, uh-huh, you, yeah, exactly. you, you, so it'll, you see if it hits the style guidelines, and then yep. you can tweak it a little bit if you don't really yeah. give a shit. Yeah. Like, it'll tell you the flavors you're supposed to be tasting, and they do get pretty, like, pretentious with it. It's like, this one is dark fruit notes, figs, and, yeah. and yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. But they also provide, like, an alcohol percent range, yep. a IBU range, so that stuff is pretty useful, actually. Yeah, for, like, a home brewer, I think most uh-huh. most of the time you look for alcohol percentage, so that's going to be your starting gravity and your final gravity. Yeah. Um, uh, the SRMs, so that'll that'll mm-hmm. kind of get you the color range that you're looking for, and yep. then the IBUs. Yeah, that's Which probably like the three things that you that you give a shit. Yeah, yeah, about. Um, but yeah, so that, what I brought here, I actually did. Ooh, we, are we talking about beer? Yeah, so okay. I did smuggle some beer back from Hawaii Excellent. just for you. Hmm. And uh, I'm hoping it's good. I you've never had it. Well, so I have a sort of. Uh, I brought. I bought a six pack of it, and two of them exploded on the way on back the, on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried like a watered down, flattened version of it because one of them was like half empty. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, whatever. Might as well try. I it. thought you were telling me about this one while you were in Hawaii, and you said it was really good. Uh, no, no. Okay, I have not had it before. All I've right. had a couple other beers by this brewery, and those were really good. Um, I think they had like a, I can't remember if it was them or not, but I think they had like a coconut porter that was really tasty. I'll tell you what, if I could, I would make this little puffer fish the thumbnail. Yeah, he's really week. good. He's he looks good, so happy. He does. He's like, like, drink me. Thrilled to be there. Oh, you know what? He's a coconut. Oh yeah, he's a coconut puff of puffer fish. Holy shit. Oh man, I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, put two and two together. Yeah. Um, so this is a coconut uh, hefeweizen called the cocovison. Cool. Which I like. So yeah, let's crack it open. See, uh, see what we think. It's it's nice out, you know. We know that both of us love hefeweizen. We sure do. Um, we were smoking a little bit earlier. Not not like not not inhaling smoke, but it's like smoking meat. Smoking meat. We got uh, what do we have? We have pork butt. We got some Polish sausage, some Italian sausage, and some bratwurst. And then also some pork spare ribs. So pretty yeah. excited to dig into that. Yep. So if we if we seemed rushed throughout this, it's because we're just getting to those. <laughs> Fiending, ribs, fiending, fiending to get oh, to them ribs. 
Yeah, so... Dan, I would just like to point out to the listeners that you didn't ask me how I was, and I can just... You're right. I'm, I'm gonna, sorry. I'm going to automatically assume that that means you just don't care. Yeah, that's correct. I, I'm more that's interested fair. in this beer that's right fair. here and, uh, and the color of it. No, I'm kidding, Jerry. I care. How are you? Um, I know you're destitute. That's why I didn't ask, because I know you're just <laughs> I was lost just, without I Savannah. I was thoroughly gutted. <laughs> okay, but so, yeah, da- my Danny Mac left me for a week in Hawaii now, yep. and then the second that he got back, my girlfriend left to go to Portugal for a week and a half, yep. so... I like am missing the two pieces of myself or at least, well, one piece at a time that makes myself whole. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I am like a disassembled, I don't know, Voltron or something. Or I'm just missing. I'm missing like, core uh, chunks Megazord. of myself. Yeah. You're like, I'm like a torso and an arm running around, but like I don't have any legs. He's like just the cheetah and the, and the triceratops right now. Yeah. Like no one, they can't do shit. Dude, Everyone okay, knows it. You, okay. I said Voltron and you just reversed it to the Megazord. They're the exact same thing. <laughs> You're right. Except <laughs> I know more about Power Rangers. So I wanted to participate more in this, in this analogy. Well, also I'm pretty sure they're all cats. In, in Voltron, right? They're all like yeah, sabers. You're right. Remember yeah. when we used to watch Voltron yeah. and brew beer? And brew beer. That Back when you brewed beer. Hey. That was fun. Hey. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Yeah, I'm right. Have you had a sip yet? Nope. Here we go. Here you go. Take a, take a little sip while I stall for time. So there's no dead air on this podcast because we're professionals. Mm, that's pretty good. Is it pretty good? It's pretty good. Certified pretty good by Certified Danny Mac. Certified pretty good by Danny Mac. It's uh, actually pretty like the... It looks a little darker than... A lot of Hefeweizen. It's got a nice orange hue. It looks kind of like a hazy IPA, honestly. You just can't get away from them. I can't get away from them. But it's not hoppy like a hazy IPA. It's got... Yeah, it, I'd say it's... Uh, it doesn't have, like, a lot of the super yeasty Hefeweizen yeah. characters, but... Uh, characteristics, but it, it does... I like... It's got a lot of wheat flavors going on. And yeah, it, like, it, it, it is missing the two things that I feel like it claims to be. I'm not saying and half of ice. Right. I'm not saying that this is a bad beer. It tastes pretty good, but it better not be, Jerry. I smuggled this from Hawaii for you. (laughs) You can legally ship you didn't smuggle anything. You didn't smuggle anything. Um but yeah, it's it doesn't have like the banana and the clove that I expect from a half of Weissen. And Mm -hmm. it also I'm not getting any coconut whatsoever, but I am getting like a very nice bready wheat ale. Me too. Which is fine. Yeah. Same. Pretty good. Yeah. And on a day like today. It's it's tasting it's tasting kind of nice. It is a little bit warm. I wish we would have had it in the fridge a bit longer. Yeah, me too. But hey, that's not the beer's fault. That's ours. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and then it just gives more time for the next one. To yeah, get properly refrigerated to the perfect temperature. Also, it lets the the natural sweetness from the malt come through. Yeah, there more, you go. Right? Huh? Europeans love drinking at this temperature. They love a nice warm beer. A nice they, warm. They actually like they, they'll like microwave it. I don't. I know. Yep. I know one European who does this. He microwaves his beer for Wait, really? forty-seven sec. No, <laughs> no, that joke. Forty-seven <laughs> seconds would be exactly. Quiet. Exactly. On a five <laughs> on a five hundred watt um microwave. Yeah, you have to adjust based on the wattage. Right. Yeah. You wouldn't want to over nuke it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That would be what crazy. What are we doing? What is what is happening on this? I think I'm gonna go show. microwave this beer. Yeah, I mean you now I've you've seen the light, as mm-hmm. it were. Um a microwaved beer it, like it's just like the tea, you know what I mean? How British people are now learning about microwaving their tea bags. I mean like butter beer is is butter beer, right? Beer. And that's uh and that's a heated beverage. It's not actual beer though, right? Oh yeah. It's like beer with vodka. No, it's not. And butterscotch schnapps dumped in it. Is it really? No. No. I was gonna say I had butter beer in Disney World. They're like it? ten years Harry Potter's like ten and drinking that shit. 
Get fucked up, man. Start him young. It's <laughs> a party. Did. I mean, he has a lot to forget. That Hogwarts man. is like a yeah, it's like a big old wizard orgy. So it would surprise he lived me. Under his stairs for like the first yeah, half of his that life. Kid, so he's got he's got some things to drink away. That kid's got some shit, man. Yeah, like yeah. Harry Potter, uh, has, he needs to go to sanctuary. Yeah, he needs he needs an AI to to tell him that he's gonna be okay, he and then he needs Wally West Wally to kill West him. To kill him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It makes sense. Uh, Absolutely. Um, yeah, just thinking more about this beer. It's good. Yeah, you good, not good? great. Yeah, good, not great. But hey, um, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, not every beer needs to be a knock your socks off. It's true. I feel like such a shitter every single time we get a beer on here that isn't a fucking hazy IPA. We're like, eh, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. And then we get a hazy IPA, and I'm always like, Ooh. oh, this is great. And I'm, I, like, make fun of it. I'm like, oh, another fucking hazy IPA slurp. And I'm like, actually, this is pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go a buy sh- another six-pack. I'm such a shitter. A hypocritical shitter. Yep. You know what the new, new hotness is? Oh, uh, tell me. I should get one of these um, double hazy IPAs. I saw a few of those in Hawaii, and uh, I was just talking to Lisa about one that we had at Carbon 4. And I think they're bottling it too. It's called Outer Spaced. Okay. I should try and get some of that too, though. But uh, but yeah, that's like it's even hazier and even beerier. Oh no! So is it like a double IPA but hazy? Yeah, it is. Oh, but it actually tastes great. Like, I bet. Yeah, because hazy IPAs are are delicious. Yeah, are... but they're usually like I don't know. The whole thing is like they're super refreshing and like they're not too intense, you know, on any front. They're not like too bitter. They're not too like you know. They're easily crushed and stuff. Dan, so... are you about to make a perfectly balanced joke? Uh, no, I should have though. Damn. Okay. But, uh, but it actually is perfectly balanced. So nice. Yeah. Uh, shall we move to comics or do you have anything else about it? I have nothing else about the beer. Um, so I will say. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Welcome to craft comics. Here we are. Here we are. This is the part of the, uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about the comic book. So this is going to be your spoiler warning. Uh, we're going to talk about these books. We're going to spoil the books. It's nothing personal. We're not coming after you and saying, "Hey, listener, we're going to spoil these books for you." Spoil these books. Uh, this is part like of it. this is part of what happens when you review a comic book, baby. So uh, let's start with I don't know. It was a pretty light week. Um, yeah, we only got six issues. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm making hands at Danny Mac to get him to hand me the comic books. You oh, wanna, sorry. Here no, you it's go. all good. Uh, so we're going to start with DC this week. It was an even split three. Against three, uh, DC and Marvel, but we just chose DC because, I don't know. Because you wanted to switch things up. Yeah, I feel like we usually start with Marvel. I don't know if that's true or not. We could probably like go back in the record books and figure that out, but why would we waste our time doing why that? Why would we? Uh, so first up for DC, we have Batman number 70 by Tom King with art by Michael Janin and Jorge Fornes, uh, Jordi Belair on colors, and Clayton Cowles on the letters. Dan, would you like to take a stab at walking us through... Batman number 70. So this is what we've been we've been struggling through this series for the last like I don't know man like 2 months. It it's feels been like a, it's been forever. It has been an epic journey. Batman's been stuck in the dream world created by Bane and all the supervillains and it's just been a bunch of weird nightmares that have no consequence in the real world. And this one he finally busts out of it and yeah. it's actually pretty sick. So he like yeah. busts out and he's like Bane, you, you, he basically calls him a bitch without calling him a bitch. He's like, you suck, man. I've beaten you so many times. You're trash. You tried to make me, like, you tried to beat me by giving me nightmares. That's like child's play. So he goes through Arkham and just beats the shit out of everyone. Right. And, uh, except, like, I think he only made it, like, halfway through 
um, the gauntlet because he left. <laughs> he like beat up half of them and then he left and he's like, I'm tired. I'm out of here. I'm going to be... sleep and I'm going to come back here and <laughs> dump the shit out of you tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. I just like that. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was, that was, that was great. I, and I wonder, and, but like Bane's in the back the whole time. He's like, this is all part of my master right. plan. It, that's what was a little bit eye rolly for me is yeah. that like Batman is talking this hot shit. Yeah. And, and in your brain, you know that he's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like, Okay, Bane is like being like, yeah. this is all part of my plan. I'll let you get cocky, but you're at yeah. the same time you're like fucking rolling your eyes and you're like, D-. he's gonna beat you though. Yeah. In the end, like you're probably gonna like <laughs> flip a one over on him, you know? And oh no, gosh, did Bane actually win? Oh gosh, but then like at the end of the day, everybody fucking knows that Batman's yeah. gonna kick your ass. So it's just yep. like it's kind of like okay, I yeah. like I'm I'm gonna say I like this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rolled my eyes aggressively when the opening panel was a flashback of all the nightmares and like a sonnet oh, that was overlaid terrible. on top and i was, was like terrible. oh god take me take that me home tom king vintage it's tom just king. fucking amazing grace like yeah, <laughs> please real. deliver me from this suffering but hey the comic did uh kind of pull itself away and this was like vintage just like batman badassing his way through yeah everything. he 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 just beats the shit out of every and just like every one of his the nastiest shit yeah. to them while he's doing it every one of his rogues gallery he just punches them or kicks them and is just like fuck you you know i just he, want to get out of here i really loved uh the one that he was uh when he was talking to mr freeze yeah poor freeze dude and that freeze guy's had a hell of a like, time he's just like just shuddering basically yeah. he's like do the math on this man. You're a scientist. How many times have you shot me with that freeze gun? And how many times have I broken out and beaten the shit out of you and beaten you again? And then he and then he's like, "Why isn't this just easier?" And he just takes the gun and smashes him. And Freeze couldn't even do anything about it. And then he encounters Scarecrow and like thanks him for <laughs> spiking him with the fear gas. Yeah, so that he's he like, could be like more powerful against it. Yeah, yeah, and oh man, it was just yeah, it was good badassery, you know. Yeah, it was definitely some payoff. Um, everything you, we've had to deal with him being in a fucking dream sequence for like three months, like we said. So yeah. him being able to actually punch, actually punch do some something. shit. Uh, yeah. yeah, and like, nice. and not just dwell on his own like melancholy feelings. Right. Yeah, we need another issue of uh, some people, some random people telling us why yeah. Bruce Wayne can't be happy. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, so we got we got um a nice little actual plot movement happening for the first time in like forever and also like it seems like batman slash bruce's psyche is not is doing fine in this issue you know it's not like dwelling on it as much which i appreciate it's but i don't know at the same time i kind of think they're gonna go back to that because it's that like bane's whole plan is like to break batman mentally right and so i don't know we'll see where it goes but at least for this issue i hope they continue it i like batman it it seems like how good would it be if the payoff of this was just that like batman sees bane's stupid plan and just breaks it apart and it's just like that would be a fun little because like i'm rolling my eyes thinking i know where this is gonna go that like bane is gonna flip one over on batman and then oh no but what happens if batman just goes home and it's just like i know exactly what bane's gonna do how many times have we done this (laughs) and just like heads him off in the past kicks the shit out of him and then it's done and then it's done i'd be like all right i would love that that'd be sick yeah because you um, can't break Batman mentally. 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 But hey, if you wanted some more uh, ex- exploration of Batman's deep trauma and psyche, there was an included little insight oh onto gosh. Scott Snyder's hit new... Uh, hit new what is it called the bat batman the batman the... who laughs i think that is, i think this is part of that i think this is the conclusion to that but yeah i uh, we haven't kept up with it because it's like 
not i don't know it's not canon really it's not mainline it's like what would happen if batman and the joker were the same person and then batman I, last night on earth so i think this called. is the payoff to that because this is it says like scott snyder and capullo's end to this batman arc and they've been they are the ones who've been doing batman been, who laughs yes they've been driving it. so yeah it, there was like a preview of the of that issue and it's like what if Bruce Wayne killed his parents and all of the Batman stuff took place in his mind and he's actually in a mental hospital and the Batman suit is actually a straight jacket with a bat like mask on top and it's just the worst <laughs> so bad it's like everything that's been bad about the Tom King stuff and it's like what if we put this in more comics yeah in front and center and then just like took it to like like Tom okay some of the stuff that we've been doing with Batman uh, by by Tom King hasn't exactly been the most subtle, but this that that f- shit makes yeah. makes all, Tom King's Batman psyche analysis <laughs> look like the fucking Shakespeare. Most, yeah, the most subtle shit in the entire world. It's it, true. It's just oh god, yeah, it's so bad, man. Who wants that? Who who wants who, that? who who wants to read a comic book about your fucking beloved superhero just actually being a crazy person who murdered his parents. That's why my biggest problem with uh, Scott Snyder's newest stuff is that his, his boner for the villains seems to just get like thicker and thicker with every passing day because he just like the entirety of DC's metal was just like the heroes losing for like four point (laughs) four point nine out of five issues. And then like the last 10th was like them sort of winning a little bit. Yeah. And I was just like the entire time I was like, this is miserable. Yeah. I am miserable. <laughs> Who wants this? And I remember making a post about it on Reddit and getting downvoted to shit. They were like, you fucking child. <laughs> I don't, I, maybe that's what they were thinking. No one ever actually responded to me, but it was just like, I got downvoted into oblivion for having the audacity to be like, yeah, this is kind of a, like a, a bummer, a bummer, isn't it? <laughs> but Hey, maybe I, that's what people want. I do. Well, I think people really like uh, Scott Snyder and I really like some of his Batman stuff. I like his horror stuff when it, but I think that yeah, he like, had some really good uh, Joker arcs. In ugh, he told me about them, and they yeah. sound awful. No, they're so good. He man. like wears people's skin on his face. No, he wears his own skin on his face. Everybody wears their own skin on their face after he cuts it off. Okay, Jared. that was a good qualifier. <laughs> I feel like that's like how you get gangrene, or like you go. I don't know. You get some kind of disease from that. Oh yeah, they talk about how gross it is like the whole time. Like cool. oh god, it's just a rotting face. But but they do some cool stuff with it. Like they they have a cool arc where like they find pictures of the joker throughout history and they're like why is this happening and And then there's like a thing of like is he immortal and that kind of stuff but it's cool because they do a good job of wrapping it up in batman and the bat fam you know yeah so uh those are good i do not think his new stuff is good at all yeah the and he, he does seem to have a penchant for um like eternal superheroes and stuff throughout history like that was kind of like the whole uh crux of metal too uh-huh like the court of owls i think that was a scott snyder thing right uh yeah i think it was and that yeah. i loved court of owls too. yeah i mean that they were they really were kind of they were neat but I, I don't necessarily i i didn't have the context in metal and i was just like oh another shadowy group that's in, i'm like i was having trouble keeping up but this isn't a review of dc's metal or DC's or is the it? court of owls right or is it but if I was to review Court of Owls, I would say that it's one of the best Batman arcs in the last decade. It's if really you were good. to review Batman number 70 by Tom King, 
Now that's a whole different ball game. There, what Jared. would you What would you give it? Uh, I'd give it a four. I actually really enjoyed it. I'm so sick of like everyone breaking Batman's psyche apart. I just want him to be a badass like for a while, and you know I don't need character development for Bruce Wayne. I just want him to be a badass detective and beat the shit out of some people, and this did that, and I liked it. Yeah, it was a nice it was a nice payoff, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I'd give it like a four out of five as well. Um, I didn't love it. There was some eye rolling and a little bit of it was like, and that first page was pretty bad. Yeah. And I, and I kind of was like sort of seeing where the story was going before it was, before it was happening. But Hey, you know what I mean? Maybe I I can't like review this book based on what I think it's probably going to do. Yeah. Uh, I just have to kind of trust, you know, Jesus, take the wheel and all that. Tom King, take the wheel. Tom King, take the wheel. Much less. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Less or more trustworthy than Jesus. Than Jesus. Definitely oh, less. Definitely less. I, I, you, you know, you trust Jesus. I feel like. Yeah. You could be like, hey, Jesus, uh, can you hold on to my wallet for a bit? I got like $5,000 in there and I wouldn't be able to count it all up. Yeah. So if you were to take 20, I wouldn't notice. But, you know, I trust you. He probably wouldn't, <laughs> he probably wouldn't do it. He'd probably be like, what's dollars? Yeah. What's dollars? Who who are you? Who are you? What am I doing in what, this strange time? What year is it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a, a pair of fours from Jerry Moore and Danny Mac for yeah, Batman yeah, number 70. yeah. yeah. Next up on DC, we have Green Lantern number seven, written by Grant Morrison with art and colors by Liam Sharp and Tom Orsakowski on letters. Uh, this was a really fun uh, kind of one-off issue. It really feels like um, yeah, it does. And it it, it was a it, it was very interestingly laid out. It, it there was a lot of um, prose, which normally I hate, but it was written in a very distinct style that like evoked uh, a sort of eighties 90s fantasy novel. Yeah, and it was very cool. So it's all about uh, Hal Jordan wandering this strange land um, that's kind of being ruled by this evil sorcerer, and he comes across a young woman who has been like deftly traversing the, this realm for like, millennia. Presumably. presumably she's kind of like um you know this has always been and this is how it always always is and she she navigates the the area by being like super quiet and deft and there's also like a shadowy wizard in the background right. yeah that's the that's the um wimmerden mirwiden or something like that something like that sure and like so like all of these bad guys are basically trying to turn anything that isn't the evil sorcerer supreme yeah. ruling over uh into into him kind of convert him or whatever and uh so how jordan encounters the young woman they are running around together trying to escape and eventually it dawns on how jordan that they're inside of his ring um careening through space like millions and millions of miles away from a another lantern right yep and the so the ring the is slowly ring, depleting its power yeah it needs the lantern in order to charge its super heroic abilities right and so he how jordan tells the girl that she is his ring and that they've always been together it's almost kind of like a little love story between yeah. hal jordan and his and ring his ring um he tells her that she he'll never leave her side and you know together through everything they'll they'll always overcome and that they just need to uh play, play some faith in one another uh also so in his ring like it, yeah it was a little difficult to figure out what was literally happening so the wizard mirwadin and her and him are all trapped in his ring and she is the ai kind of 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 his ring yeah and he has been shrunk down and imprisoned on his ring by mirwadin or how did that happen i know that i think that he was shrunk down and placed in there by the ring in order to save him because he would have died from that bomb that went off oh that's my that's my guess and i don't really know what mir is 
yeah. to, to me it was just kind of like doubt you know like a, a green it, well I guess, he said I that it is know. a literal wizard that is imprisoned in his ring and he it was like bound to his ring so that they could keep him prisoner i think oh okay they, so he was a, he was a naughty boy at one point so they trapped him in there that was my read on it and i think he says something to that effect in and, there. and so because the 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 ring has been losing power then the girl who was the ai of the ring lost control over merwoden and merwoden started yeah. gaining control okay yeah sure i mean yeah the, 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 it doesn't really matter right to the, to the end of the story the, the 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 big payoff at the end is as um together with the power of their friendship and their mutual like love and trust of one another and they convince merwoden to give them some power because he was going to die too yeah they they warp the ring through space uh super 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 fast to where a bunch of green lanterns are and uh they get rescued yep that's pretty much it there was a, like my favorite payoff was the part where merwoden was like kind of taunting her being like look he left you alone or whatever, uh, and then you get that big ass like su- like sweet shit where she's like sitting on the uh, yeah the like last page where yeah she's yeah sitting, it uh, just like the surge is just like whoosh you know yeah. what I mean and she's just like hey what up I don't yeah. know this thing has some like I love the uh, the the art in this has been consistently so good. good and it really really does super well with this kind of like ev- ev- like I said evoking like a nineties nostalgia seventies eighties yeah um, fantasy novel yeah um all like all the drawings of her look like you know the drawings of like an elf that yeah. you would see on like one of those and even covers the, the issues before this too have for been, sure like, super nostalgic art style for sure and it's just like and yeah for those who don't know grant morrison was uh he's a very popular comic book writer who hit his stride probably in the 90s he had like a yeah 90s and yeah late 90s would you say late 90s early 2000s yeah and he hit up uh he had a very iconic run of x-men yeah that was like 2001 I he think made all-star superman which is uh probably the most critically acclaimed superman uh run that i know of at least um so yeah he but his main thing is he's batshit crazy he's known for taking like gigantic weird ideas and making them kind of palatable to comic book audiences yeah i thought you were gonna say taking a bunch of acid and writing comics that too yeah that wasn't that that like something he literally does oh yeah let's not limit it to acid yeah yeah yeah, sure he was doing all sorts of hard drugs (laughs) in bangkok thailand for a large portion of his career that's pretty amazing yeah he's fantastic i like him i he had a batman run that i really hated so i'm really glad i'm getting more exposure to him with this and also, I read All Star Superman and loved that. So yeah, and maybe uh, maybe getting you in on that um, all new X Men, you might be yeah you might really dig it. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. So yeah, he's he's always interesting whether he in my mind he succeeds or fails. And like, but yeah. it's so hard to even like you know take a critical view of something that is like could just be like miles above my head that i have no comprehension of because maybe he wrote it when he was on acid or maybe it's just something that is literally above my head i don't know it's it's tough to tell sometimes with him if he was just am i am i you'll stare at something you'd be like is this grant morrison bullshit or is this smart i know and i'm like i don't that is the grant morrison experience yeah you gotta you gotta learn how to tease it out yeah um uh how would you rate what was that green lantern number seven I really liked it. I would give it a strong 4.5 out of 5. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5 just because, like, I have. I think I've given this series a 5 out of 5 almost every single time as well. Yeah, and I, like, pretty much. I look forward to it every single time that it comes out, and it very seldom disappoints. It's very unique. No one's doing anything it's, like it. Yep. It's a very specific type of nostalgia, and they just nail it. It's great. Yeah, it's like it's made for me. Yeah. And maybe older men. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. 
Speaking of made for me and maybe older men, we've got Young Justice number five, <laughs> written by Brian Michael Bendis, with John Timms, Chris Anka, and Doc Shaner on He's art. either me or a older man, Bendis, so yeah. Yeah. Um, Gabe Altenabe on colors and Wes Abbott on the letters. Dan, do you want to bumble your way through Young Justice number five? <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say, Jerry. I... Um, but yeah, I, I would love to bumble my way through this. So this is a collection of young superheroes we've got wonder girl who i forget already is this wonder woman's like i don't know i i literally don't i literally don't know okay i think i think yeah i'm I'm confused on that or what where she came from but she's in it she's cool i like her teen lantern who is a uh yeah green lantern prodigy we've got superboy who i'm very familiar with the leather clad jacketed god back um because he was in he was in young justice um the tv show which i watched what was um, what's his name connor connor yeah. connor kent yeah uh no i don't think his last name is kent actually because he's a clone he's not. a clone yeah oh. um impulse kid flash basically and tim drake's robin and Ginny hex jonah hex's descendant of some okay sort. so that's tim drake's robin yes but then later on we're, i know there's a different robin okay i thought that they were the same robin well no they are the same robin in this there is yeah tim drake is the robin in this series yeah, but who's the Robin that's with uh, the spoiler the entire time? Is that is that still Tim Drake? That's still Tim Drake. Okay. It's a flashback. But it's like two days ago. Okay, like that's what I thought. Ago. Yeah, that's what I thought. But then for some reason I had it in my head that it wasn't Tim Drake and I got confused. You know what? It, that is totally understandable because I got confused by the, the Robins in this too. Because, okay, so for one thing, oh man, we're getting kind of deep into this. But yeah. uh, so Tim Drake is one of the Robins, along with Dick Grayson, who became Nightwing. His name is Rick Grayson now, Dan, please. Oh, yeah, that's right. His name is Rick. <laughs> Call me Rick. Call me Rick. <laughs> God, I wonder if they stuck to that. I, I wonder I hope if that's so. canon. It is. Dan oh, DiDio, I think Dan DiDio hates the name Dick. Dick, yeah. And then also just hates Dick Grayson in general, yeah. so he like naturally had the... He's the ed- I think he's like the big editor in chief at uh, DC. So they had they had him shoot <laughs> fucking Dick Grayson in the head so that he's no he no longer wants to be Nightwing and now insists that everyone calls him Rick Grayson. Instead is he of a Dick. different superhero or is he? No, I don't know. He's, I mean, just... he, he's probably back to Nightwing. This yeah, was the probably. shit that happened. So yeah, back I... to Nightwing. Maybe not back to Dick. Nightwing number fifty. But yeah, he's like I'll be Nightwing, but don't you ever call me Dick again. <laughs> That's so dumb, God. Okay, so there's those two Robins. There's Damian Wayne, which is Bruce Wayne's son, who's uh-huh. also a Robin. But not and... in this one. He's the he's the head of uh, the Teen Titans. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Or something. Um, yeah, I think that's probably right. And then there's also Jason Todd, the Robin who died in the 80s, who became Red Hood. Oh, so those are all the Robins, but then so now I'm also confused because uh, Tim Drake's girlfriend also makes a reference to both of them being Robins, and I don't understand that. Yeah, you really stuck to that. I didn't. I didn't even. I I think I probably read over that line. Was like, oh, okay, this must have happened off screen. Something I don't know about. But Dan, being being Dan, being Dan, was just like, wait, she can't also be the Robin. She I can mean, also be the in Robin. what issue? What issue? Yeah. What context? Oh yeah, missing? and also there's Carrie Kelly. The Robin from Dark Knight Returns, who also makes an appearance in DC Metal, I think. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so is that's she, she? That means but that that's she's not a, her because her name's Stephanie. Yeah, no, that's def. I mean, it's definitely not her. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, Stephanie is the spoiler. Uh, I I had like a like a brief run in with her, I guess, uh, when I was reading action comics back during the uh, James Tinney in the fourth. Oh, really? Yep. So uh, during Rebirth, she was a central character in action. Oh. Detective comics, not action comics. Detective comics with Batman. Uh-huh. She was part of the Bat fam. Um, the whole arc was that uh, Tim Drake, right? Yeah. Uh, got like raptured away by, um, I don't know, some something. And that uh, then she was like devastated and, you know, went off the rails and, and things like that. She but, was uh, dating him then too? Yes. Yeah, so they've been dating for a long time. What's, okay. what's, what's weird to me is that they're drawn very young looking in yeah. this issue, but they're like college age. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're yeah, definitely I thought they were like high school for sure. Right, they're definitely drawn like like young teenagers, yeah. you know. So, yeah. so I was like, I was like, is, that's why I was confused. I was like, which fucking Robin is this? Yeah. Is this Tim? Is this Tim Drake or Damien? No, yeah, he's younger. A, right, and I was a little, I was a little bit confused. And even the the way that they're drawn between the flashback and the present, yeah, they look different. Yeah, and, and what the fuck happened to the spoiler? Like, where is she? You know yeah. what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But presumably, he does leave her because at the very end, um, she drops the big, the big three on him. Says, Ooh, "Baby, Tim Drake, I love you." And she's like, he doesn't say anything immediately, and then he just like gushes, and it's just like, oh, "I love you so much." I love dude. you so much. And then, and then they separate for uh, like three days or two days, and then, and then he gets uh, raptured off to Gem World. Yep, sounds about. He's so, just constantly disappearing yeah. into other planes and leaving his poor girlfriend behind. Sounds like the superhero life. Sounds right? sounds like he's gonna. You know, it's, it's it's funny because like you could you could see it going like he comes back and she's like, "You said it would only be two weeks." Or she could just be like, "Yeah, you're a superhero though." Like I I knew that it wasn't if it if it was only. If it wasn't three days, you yeah. might have been gone a little bit longer, but yeah. it probably was outside. Your, I don't know. It's kind of yeah. funny. Yeah. Also, we had a cool scene with Zatanna in this. Yeah. Where Zatanna reached into Tim Drake's memories and saw like a different, um, what, what would you call it? Continuity? I was kind of confused by that too. Because like, yeah, she, she shows up, she reaches into his brain and she's... He's like, I, I know about alternate realities. This isn't an alternate reality. This is something weird. And then she reaches into his brain. She's like, all right, you're right. That is something weird. It's the, it's, I'm almost positive it's the old DC continuity. It could be. That's like the new 52 version of Young Justice or some shit like that. Yeah. And yeah. it's super weird because we talk about this all the time where we're like, DC, it seemed like this is what DC was going to play with after the yeah. button and stuff. And then it was just radio silence for like a year. But yeah. now, maybe because Doomsday Clock is actually wrapping up, they're like, actually, we are going to pay uh, a little yeah, bit. Maybe. This is going to pay off a little and bit. And again, to recap, basically what happened is like the DC universe sort of rebooted itself. It like imploded or something. Um, so, But it rebooted itself both outside, like both externally and internally. So like the whole internal dc universe like in terms of the people continuity it. and the people in it uh got sent to a new reality of some kind right i didn't really read it but you didn't read rebirth uh no i didn't but uh a new 52 was that way too right so they i don't know they keep rebooting it and so there's all these different layers of like i don't know dc reality on top of each other and people getting sent to different yeah the, so the idea is um you know uh, comic book universes, as you can tell by us just reviewing this stuff, they they tend to get like lumped, convoluted. They get convoluted, and they carry they carry with them 
decades worth of dogma, baggage right and like you can't you it's like you can't write anything because you're gonna have like a hundred angry people being like oh you know yeah, so never what, what about this. the pim particles yeah in issue number 11 of blah 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 number yeah. blah blah so every now and then and by every now and then i mean like an increasing amount of times yeah it was actually pretty quick from from new 52, new 52 yeah. rebirth they but. will just do a hard reboot of the entire continuity and then they they always sign like great writers yeah, great artists yeah. and stuff to do the number ones people get jazzed up yeah it drives up sales that's at the end of the day that's what it is and i also you, you i can't appreciate it from a yeah. narrative standpoint you can't because, you can't hate on them for yeah. it you know because who wants to read like it, the new kids who are going in picking up their comics they don't want to read 10 decades worth of issues to understand what they're reading right, right now you know and at the end of the day superhero stories aren't complicated and they get complicated when you lump years and years and years and years and years worth of writing on top of characters. I honestly think that the Marvel universe needs a reboot because like yeah. all the, t- I, I, you can't even thumb through fucking Spider-Man right now without Peter Parker being like, Oh, that one time I was Doc Octavius and Oh my God, yeah. all my, my girlfriend's dead and all oh, this girlfriend died. But then also Me and Mary she came Jane back. got a divorce. Me and, and Mary Jane got a divorce, but also now together. we're back together. And it's been like 40 years, Peter, yeah. like it's time for you to go back to high school. Yeah. <laughs> like, and keep it simple, stupid. Like yep, that's, yep. that's the point of these books. But yeah, I don't know. I, for there was a while there where I thought Marvel was going to do it with their whole Marvel Legacy thing. Oh yeah, it seemed like a cheap kind of uh, cash in on the rebirth phenomenon. It had it happened about a year afterwards, but it they just never did anything. With yeah, it. they were like, yeah. oh look, D- uh, <laughs> fucking Marvel Legacy, and they started like returning back to legacy numbering and they put legacy on everything but then they never like did anything the the biggest thing that happened with marvel out of marvel legacy is um infinity wars and yeah. wolverine coming back so it was like you didn't re- you didn't you didn't commit to it like dc dc like obliterated decades and also all that stuff. really did is introduce more convoluted right it's shit like because it's the it's exact like, opposite because yeah. then so wolverine disappeared so then they had old man logan and then they brought Old Man Logan into the regular Marvel Universe, uh-huh. and then they brought the regular Wolverine back, so it's like, oh, there's just too much going on, man. But they they did send the the new X-Men back in time, <laughs> so there's there's that. But you know what? The new X-Men were like what I wanted to read in an X-Men. So now it's there's like, just the old X-Men. And now it's the old X-Men with all their baggage. They're like, fuck these kids that don't have any have any baggage and we could explore like new new yeah. relationships and things with them that people haven't seen before. Get back to where you came from. We, we want, want the we want the the old guys. We back. want the old guys with their divorces, their yep. kids and their Oh my aching back. Their loneliness. Ooh, my my liver's sure fucked up from all the booze I've been drinking. Yep. I was talking about Wolverine, not myself. Yeah, if if you were wondering. So that wraps up DC this week. Did we rate it? Young um, Justice. No, we. You're didn't. gonna give it a three point five. No, I'm not. I loved Young Justice, man. I no, love Young I Justice. Love uh, I would give it another strong four point five. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I was gonna give it a four point five as well. And that's yeah. not just me agreeing. Uh, one thing that Adam uh, suggested that we do is that we write our ratings down beforehand so that we're not like doing this weird game where we like. Uh. But, but isn't that half the fun? It is half the fun. Because <laughs> then we get to call each other out on it. Hey, Adam Rostad, suggestion, colon, denied. Denied. <laughs> uh, it was super fun have, like when you had me over there. And I, we're, uh, the next issue of, um, what the fuck is it called? Heroes of Crisis. Crisis. We're going to go over there. So it's going to be a three-way, a threesome, a menage oh, a trois. Oh, man, that'll get nutty. It's going to get real nutty. 
my nuts in your mouth. So that wraps up. Okay. (laughs) That wraps up DC. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, get the second beer, and be back with the Marvel books this week. Uh, So you sit tight. And strap off briefly. Strap off briefly. We haven't told you to strap in. Or strap on. Yeah, well, they were already doing that. Let's, uh, they know the they, they know, know the they trail. know the routine at this yeah, point. Come Ooh, on, sticky desk. Come on, sticky desk. Okay, we're gonna take a break. Uh, we'll be right back. Right back. Right Ladies and gentlemen, we are back we from are our back. break. I'm in a new pair of pants and a new shirt, and it's not because we had sex, but it's because I was a little chilly. Yep, that's totally the reason. That is absolutely 100 percent the reason. Savannah, um, <laughs> before. <laughs> Before we dive into the Marvel books that we're going to review this week, Dan brought a second beer for us to taste and sample and enjoy. I sure did. This is from Local Next Door Brewery, which is probably like a mile and a half from my house. Holy shit, I knew that they sounded familiar. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, but I didn't realize that they bottled. I didn't realize they distributed. Yeah, it's a new-ish for them. But uh, yeah, so I've had this before. They have made a couple different versions of it in the past. Um, and this specific one is made with peach blossom, lavender, and white tea, if that's pretentious enough for you. Peach blossom. Yes. So not peaches. Peach blossom. Yeah, which, I mean, doesn't have a fucking peach flavor. Uh, right? It's no. gonna taste like a flower. It's probably gonna taste like a beer tea, maybe? I okay. don't know. I remember having a version of Livacious in the past and having it be really good. Next door... Make some pretty good beer in general. Yeah, they do. So, uh, yeah, I thought we'd give this one a shot. Dan, do you would you hazard a guess to what livacious means? Oh, man. Because I don't know. Uh, good. Because <laughs> I don't either. Um, I want to say, I think, oh, man, I can probably bullshit through this. Mm-hmm. I think that it means someone who's, like, got a, uh, a certain spice for life. Uh-huh. And that they are a bit, hmm, I guess, like, intense about it? I don't know. Yeah, what do I, you think? I would describe Livacious as something that is vivid and bright and full of life. Okay, yeah. That's kind of what I, that's the impression that I get. And I would even describe our podcast as Livacious. You know, yeah. we're very emotive and expressive and excited. I would describe it as that, too, until I read the actual dictionary definition. I reserve the right to retract that but yeah. yes for the moment for we the are mo- livacious for the moment yeah what happens if livacious means there's something hor- <laughs> horrible or something like that uh dan this tastes pretty good which and i'm this I'm, is pretty good i'm upset at myself because i said it's not going to taste peachy but it sort of does but I'm, yeah it sort of does but i'm trying to think if i if it tastes like actual peaches or if it tastes like snapple peach iced tea yeah and that's it. And it probably both, honestly, because it's got the peach blossoms. It's got the white tea. Yeah, but blossoms don't usually taste like the fruit that they become. You're right. I don't. Know. I mean, actually, I've, that's like completely baseless because I don't go around eating fucking <laughs> blossoms. You know what I mean? So maybe also, that's... I, I peach blossoms are they even associated with peach the fruit? Like literally? I'm assuming so. I'm assuming a peach blossom is the flower that blooms before the peach before becoming a peach. Okay. You do know that's how how fruit works right well cherry blossoms cherry blossom trees don't yield cherries do they no checkmate jerry check, check and mate sir <laughs> got him got him got me boom actually i don't actually i don't fucking know how che- maybe they do <laughs> maybe it is maybe they maybe they no, blossom cherries come from 
I mean, they come cherry from cherry trees. trees. Yeah, but then the, so the, the petals bloom in the spring, and maybe those fertilized petals become the fruit. But cherry blossoms are specific to Asia, I believe. Any cherry tree. like So I have a cherry tree in my front yard, and it has blossoms. Yeah, I'm just talking but about they don't like... But they don't become fruit. I'm talking about like the iconic cherry blossom, like... The sakura. Pink, the, the, you know, the pink flowers. The sakura. Okay. Yeah. That's what that means. Un- also, mine in the front lawn does that. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Every spring, it hasn't done it yet. And it grows cherries. It doesn't. Gr- it doesn't grow cherries, which okay. is weird. It's a cherry tree, but I don't think it's quite big enough to weird. to make. It also gets fucked up every single year by those um, Japanese beetles. Oh yeah, which is ironic, I think, because they're Japanese. Yeah, because they're Japanese beetles. And they just and cherry feed on that poor Japanese. little tree. Uh, it's very sad. Poor little tree, man. Poor little tree. I know. I I, I did my best to. Um, this is this is going to become garden talk. We're going to talk about the home uh, to garden talk with welcome. Jerry Moore and your home gardener Danny T- Mac. Today's today's topic is going to be the invasive species known as the Japanese emerald beetle. <laughs> that's that's it. That's it. I don't garden at all. They're I, a huge pain in the ass, man. They eat they eat my hops and they eat my. Uh, my, my cherry tree. <laughs> Bastards. I went gardening with Crystal once last year. She has like four garden plots. And yeah. I went once and I was too big of a bitch to go out again. You're because like, I was too like, tired. there's mosquitoes everywhere. <laughs> the, my back hurts. My back hurts. <laughs> I don't have work shorts. <laughs> yeah, she, she's Brilliant. the provider for sure. She, for sure. She brings home the bacon. Jerry, I wanted to talk to you. About this beer? Uh, well, yeah, but also, <laughs> I feel like we didn't really... We, this is a pretty short podcast. I feel like we can check in again and see we didn't really get to any, like, TV shows, video games, anything you've been playing recently, anything you've been doing recently. Oh, you want to ask me how I've been? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so some stuff that I've been doing. We can check in. We can take a little break. You get aside. one beer and Danny and he starts yeah. to no, actually you know, care. I have actually thought about doing. changing up the format of the podcast a little yeah. bit to starting with the beer. Oh, okay. So we start with the beer and then we do the bands. While, before we hit the comic while, while, while drinking right while we drink while we drink right, a little bit of right, beer right. and we'll, we'll, i mean uh, we'll play with it a little bit but yeah we'll workshop it yeah you know what i'm saying we'll, we'll, t- we'll find the test audience maybe this is the workshop because we're loaded out to them we're bouncing right now that's true yeah that's true uh so i've been good i've been playing a lot of fighting games because more i'm uh, not more oh, yeah. combat, but combo breakers coming up which reminds me i need to register today uh combo breakers coming I you did register you i I think I did. I'm going to double check and make sure that I did. I'm just like paranoid <laughs> that I didn't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to make sure that I did. Um, but yeah, combo breakers coming up like very quickly. Yeah. Um, I need to get ready That's because right. because That's I registered. Okay, I did register, I think. I'm going to double check anyway. I registered for Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat, Street Fighter, and I think Unist. Oh. Which is that anime fighter, which anime I'm going to get washed in because I've spent, I've been spending most of my time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm fairly competent in Street Fighter. Like... I'll probably go zero and two. I'll bull- bullsh, but like I know how to play it. You know what I mean? Like I'll probably. Pra- and you won uh, two or three games last. year. I went year. two and two last year, but I'll yeah. probably. I think that was luck that I just was up against like a couple like real bads. And well, you took a couple rounds on Kaba too. Yeah, I did take a couple rounds on Kaba enough to get his like or a pop- round at least. I took two, I think, and I got. Yeah, it was like that's en- awesome, man. It was enough to have his boys start kind of yeah. slight yelling at me yeah. in the background, and yeah. I was like, okay, that's. That's actually pretty flattering. Yeah. Like, I'm trash. And then yeah. I started dropping all my combos and stuff on them because I got so nervous. And for context, Kaba is a sponsored player who won at least one major tournament th- last year. I think he made it to top eight at Combo Breaker that year. So 
Yeah, I, so I, I did okay. He's no slouch. Jerry no slouch. I did I did okay. Uh, I Unless was Unless it comes to anime fighters. I was playing a like a like a madman. I was confirming off of yeah. lights and shit like that, and I was like, I don't know who possessed me <laughs> and what's happening, but it was pretty good. Um anyway, so yeah, I've been playing mostly Mortal Kombat and that game is so fun. I <sighs> I watched some Twitch of it and it is hilarious. It's so the funny. fatalities are ridiculous. It is it is asinine and like for a while <laughs> there I was no like sense. I was like, God, what is this? like wanton violence like why do i and i still don't love it but yeah. i've I've definitely turned to like this is hilarious like yeah. because like you will do a fatality against this person their 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 torso will separate from their body and then their head will explode right yeah. and yeah. then you'll fight them in the next game because it's a <laughs> it's a it's a three out of five yep on ring so it's just like uh, this is this is just bonkers and stupid and, yeah it's so uh, cartoonish it's yeah. hard to like take seriously in a good way yeah because yeah, it doesn't so. want to be taken seriously i've been playing that and then playing uh final fantasy 14 just kind of fucking around all right all right streaming trying to stream when yep. i can i just not as good as it at it as uh matt Dysinger. yeah well i don't know it's tough for because like to be a real twitch streamer like in the majors you gotta like have a schedule mm-hmm. and i don't know i feel like most people's social lives don't really work that way unless right. they really want to prioritize that kind of thing yeah I, I would need to like and i've talked about it with with savvy to be like hey you know like monday wednesday friday yeah i'm gonna stream for three hours a night yeah um maybe that'll happen i don't know something yeah. like that um, and she said she'd leave you <laughs> yeah. yeah i will leave you but i'm like yeah you know maybe, you. maybe <laughs> call your bluff ma'am yeah <laughs> um what about you have you been playing anything I yeah i you played got... a bunch of mario odyssey while mm. i was on vacation because nice. i brought my switch obviously like you do yep. um that was great played some enter the gungeon not too much though that game's fun. Yeah, it is fun. It's really hard. I'm not good at it, but I'm maybe getting there. I got Risk of Rain 2. Oh, yeah. That looked fun. That game is amazing. The soundtrack is just like, it just like tickles the inside of your ear. It's like really nice. Yeah, that's on my list. I would like to play that one. Um, also, I watched today the first episode of Umbrella Academy. Oh. Yeah. Dare I ask? I loved it. I thought Did it was you really? Great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Episode one, I thought was real weird, and I didn't love it as from the beginning until the very end of the first episode. Okay. When the big reveal happens that like the end of the world is coming in like eight days. Okay. And, I was actually less interested in the end of the world stuff, but oh, I really really dug the family drama stuff yeah. and the uh, tone. It's got like a retro, uh, a retro kind of tone to it. A retro like, I don't know. It's kind of like. Uh, what do you call that? Like academic, almost. Where they're, you know, they're all in those like fancy high school outfits. Yeah, like and, the private school. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was. A, it, it had a cool vibe to it, and like their mom was kind of dressed in like a fifties sort of outfit. A fifties housewife. Yeah. Dead dad left like a bunch of old stuff because he was super old. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I really dig the tone of it. The soundtrack's awesome. I get what people are saying. Like. People were saying, because I like Legion, I would like this, and I totally get that association. Sure. It's like, both are both kind of, like, music video-esque, and uh, in a lot of the way that their scenes play out. Yeah, and that one was was written by Gerard Way, the guy from My Chemical Romance. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like that show. Um, and I, honestly... I, I heard it loses steam as it goes through the first season. Would you agree? I disagree, but, like, okay. so if... if but. With the big caveat being that I just said that I wasn't really on board with the show until the big reveal at the end where they were like, the world is right. ending in eight days, 
and we I came back in time to stop it. That's when I got hooked on. I was okay. Like, that's when I was like, oh, okay. I get like the. So if you like that part of the storyline, yeah. you'll probably like because it that's what it pretty that. much all focuses on is what what is them trying to figure out what is causing the end of the world, and yeah. then and then ultimately, obviously, the 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 con- the conclusion and the climax is them dealing with that. Yeah. Um. But it's <laughs> I don't know I. I, and I came around to the family drama uh-huh. stuff. Like, yeah. uh, so I wasn't super into it. I was like, this is weird and awkward. And like, why is that guy so big? And what the He's fuck? He's so big. What the fuck is going on in this? And then, and then the, the, I was like, what, what? It just seems sort of meandering. And then okay. at the very end of the first episode, it was like, boom, context, drama stakes. You yeah. know what I mean? I was like, okay, I'm in, you yeah. know? I also really dig the fact that one of the seven is dead, but that, uh, but that the drug addict guy can kind of like see and talk to him. His whole power is that he can talk to dead people. Right. Yeah. And at the end of the first episode, he's talking to, I don't know, dead numbers. Ben. Five or His six. name is yeah, ben, ben. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's really cool. I thought the drug addict like actor guy is a little over the top. I hated Klaus. That's, that's yeah. the, the drug addict guy's name, but man, does he have a good arc? So yeah, yeah, cool. it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited for that. So, I yeah, I'm excited for that show. It's I good. came around on him. So, Cool. Well, there we go. A little there bit go. of catch up on media. We we attempted to record a media podcast, but I got hammered and uh, was well, wanted nothing to do with it mid recording. I kept on trying Dan to being like, "Okay, we're wrapping up the podcast." He's like, "Wait, I still have like three things I want to talk about." And I was like, "Oh, God, oh f- yeah. fine." Uh, and then I just want to make this pizza and butcher it with a steak knife. And then I finished my drink, went upstairs, murdered a pizza because I didn't cook it long <laughs> enough, threw up, and went to bed at nine o'clock. <laughs> So that was my Friday night. Uh, uh, drink something. Drink responsibly, ladies and gentlemen. Dan is, you know, big, big, big shout outs to Dan for still being <laughs> for still being my friend. Like I'm, I'm amazed every 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 day. I'm that amazed. that was a trip. How do you feel about this beer? I like it. It's, it's uh yeah. What do you think? It's got some funky dryness to it, and I'm guessing that's the tea. It's got some like tannins. It could be. It's also. Uh, Cezanne, mm-hmm. so I feel like a lot of that uh, could be typical of Cezannes in general. Yeah. Because it's got like that. kind of like a, you know, it, it is kind of dry. Yep. It's got kind of like a coriander-y kind of finish to it or mm-hmm. whatever, uh, typical of Cezannes. Um, yeah, that's what I think, but I, I like it. I get a little, a, a strange at the very beginning, a little bit of um, skunkiness. Am I? Am oh, I, yeah? Am I alone in that? Yeah. No, I think I think maybe a little bit. There's a tiny bit, and I don't know. I think I get that. I don't know what that is. It, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's them like exposing it to light or anything like that. It might be some like weird product of like the tea or something. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. It's it's not too much. No, though. no, no. It's not like a. It's not drinking a Corona or something that's been in your garage for like a <laughs> month. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but yeah. Overall, I th- I quite like this. It's like. I like it when, and especially with some a beer that's like this jam packed full of shit. Like it's easy to go overboard on over spicing and overusing there's, any of these ingredients. There's a lot of stuff in this beer. It's like, but it doesn't. I feel like it still tastes like beer to me, and that's a good thing. Because like a lot of times people put all this stuff in it, and it it ends up, you know, you end up with uh, I don't know, those like liney berry, like yeah, berry wise or whatever. It's and, like yeah. this is no longer beer, right? So yeah, I will. Mm, this is definitely straddling some kind of line on that for me yeah. because this, like I said, this, the taste of this reminds me a lot of Snapple peach iced tea. And okay. I'm like, this is beer. 
<laughs> I, don't, I, I don't necessarily know if I believe that this is beer, but if I mean, if it says so. I get I'm, that. I'm There's a lot of shit in it. To me, it still lands firmly on the Saison side, but sure. I, I totally get that. I don't drink a lot of Saison, so that just might be me being like an ignorant buffoon. Uh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, Dan, I think we've talked about what we've done. We've talked about the beer. So yep. I think it's time for us to talk about comic books. I think that's the only thing that's left in our lives to talk about. I, I, I just realized that we haven't looked up the um, what's coming out next week, so we're going to have to take one more break. Well, we're going to take a break for, before Bargain Bins anyways. Probably, right? yeah. Probably. Let's do it. Yeah, or we can just railroad through the Bargain Bins and then do the... Well, no, we usually take a break. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So this is Marvel books that Marvel. came out this week um marvel's wild <laughs> yep, and dan has introduced it so that means he gets to talk about it yay uh we've got marvel's wow 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 realms that's war of the realms uh number three written by jason aaron with art by russell Douterman. and i'm actually surprised it's just one artist on this because this was a fucking behemoth of it a was book. a big boy uh and... colors are going to be by matthew wilson and letters by joe sabino do you know, is this the same artist from the, the first issue? I assume not. I have no idea. Um, okay. Uh, so this is a... Oh, man. This so is Mal a big Keith, old event. So there's a villain named Malkeith, and oh, he is a dark elf. I'm going to love listening to you trying to explain this <laughs> Try and just, like, struggle so my so, way through so this. So there's this guy named so Malkeith. Cool, there's this guy named Thor. He's in the, he's in the realms. Maybe then, you've heard of him. Maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> and then there's Malkeith, who's another guy, and he's also in the realms. They give Daredevil... <laughs> you are so bad at, at, like, explaining things that are convoluted because uh, you want to go into, like, granular detail about everything. It's because I want to hit, like, the plot points, but, like, something like this, there's so many <laughs> that, like, it's it's impossible. You gotta start. You gotta start big and go down, right? So like, Malakith okay. is a dark. Malakith is a bad guy. Yep, and he's invaded Midgard, which is Earth, with his uh, army. With his army of dark elves yep. and frost giants. Yep, and, and also like a queen of go. cinders and stuff. You You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, that sets the stage. And then, uh, so what is Malakith? What what are what are Earth's heroes doing? They're they're splitting off into groups to counteract him in different in different places right giant groups there's so many people in this man and there's <laughs> he's gonna list them all now <laughs> this is my main criticism of this uh book is that there are way too many people in it yep i agree also daredevil basically becomes heimdall at one point which is fucking hilarious to me like I, I, okay i do like that they're playing a little bit with like Matt Murdock is like a Christian man. He's like, there's yeah. only one God. And yet he's literally like in <laughs> Valhalla and surrounded Valhalla. by gods. Like, and he's... man, that is some faith. That yeah. dude should be in the Bible for the amount. For of... sure. He's, his, his faith wasn't shook at all, despite the fact that he was like literally becoming like an all seeing God, yeah. <laughs> God figure. And he was just like, but no, there's still a higher God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, he's, he's above all the other gods. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, uh, Daredevil, uh, the Rainbow Bridge is broken, which is what Thor uses to teleport here and there. Um, so Thor is trapped with the Ice Giants, I think, and Captain America, and some of them go to rescue him. Um, but yeah, the Rainbow Bridge is broken, so they can't really teleport between realms until Daredevil grabs Heimdall's sword and kind of does that, yeah? Yeah, um, the Rainbow Bridge is the Bifrost, right? That you can yes. use to teleport in between dimensions Bifrost or realms or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then there's yeah, oh man, there's so many groups in this. There's a lot of there's a lot of teams. The teams are going off and kind of like trying to fight and gather various things to help um, to help combat Malekith. So yep. one one group is chasing down Thor, who's been trapped in the realm of the Frost Giants for like I don't know 
X a, while. A, a while and he's been killing them. Um, why don't, what is the, uh, what is like the ghost writer? They're in like the land of the dead trying to sneak. No, they're in like Malekith's realm, right? They're in Svartalheim. Svartalheim. <laughs> and I honestly don't know what they're doing there. I, yeah, I think they're in Malekith's. Yeah. Cause they're trying to like, they're incognito, like kind of going undercover no, until it's in Europe. <laughs> yeah. Malekith's in new Svartalheim. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's named Europe new Svartalheim. Yeah. So anyways, there's a bunch of different factions. Uh, Venom at one point fights Malekith, which was kind of cool. Yeah. But then he gets fucked and up. And then he gets fucked up. Malekith stabs him with a sword and he explodes. And then on the cover of the next issue, he's got Venom on a leash. So that, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, what else happened in this, Jerry? What do you... Oh, yeah. So a the lot. other The other cool thing that happened was... So they finally find Thor in, like, the Valley of the Frost Giants or whatever. And he just murdered all of them. Yeah, he's just, like, in a ber- berserker he's rage. He's in a berserker rage. Look at his... <laughs> he's got, like, his hammer. He d- He's still not wielding Mjolnir. He's missing an arm. <laughs> he's missing an arm. His hammer is worn down to the nub by all of the trolls that he's murdered. Good Lord, he's missing it. How are they going to... What are they going to do about that? I thought he had been missing an arm, and then he got it replaced with a mechanical Maybe. arm or something. And now he's um, missing, his, now mechanical he's missing his mechanical arm. arm yeah. uh, there was one cool bit in this where... Um, well, it wasn't that cool. It was a little bit eye-rolly, uh, where Jane Foster is talking to uh, Daredevil, and Jane Foster was the former Thor. She was the worthy Thor. The worthy for the, Thor. For the longest time, she also had cancer, and Till, so... Yeah, she fought the greatest supervillain there is. Cancer. The big K. Uh, the big K cancer spelt <laughs> Mortal Kombat style. Um, yeah, and so every time she wielded Mjolnir, her it would undo all of her chemotherapy. Um, so she there was this like weird balance of her like trying to save the world, but then also like literally killing herself by doing it. Um, she's now cancer free. Yay, Jane Foster. Yay. Yay. Um, but now Marvel Universe doesn't know what to do with her because Thor well, she's, is back in action. She's clear. They clearly do because yeah, they have something. A Daredevil was like, "Hey, there's a lot of there's a lot left for you. Your your story is not over yet." Kind of thing because she's there fucking shit up with a spear. So yeah, I'm here for it. Uh, that should yeah, be pretty too. neat. She's cool. I I hope they do something cool with her. I don't yeah. know. What do you think they are gonna do? I have like, no idea. She can't be Thor because Thor's still Thor. Because Thor's Thor. But like Jane Foster, Jane Foster's run on Thor, and that was written by Jason Aaron. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Okay, you did. Yeah. Uh, is probably one of the best yeah. new series to come out of Marvel in a long time. Yeah, I know a lot of people were super excited about it. it they got really some fun. of the best artists. It was some of the best writing that Jason Aaron has done at Marvel, in my opinion. And it's, it's been really cool. Yeah. So hopefully uh, he's clearly quite fond of her. I'm so glad that they didn't kill her off. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where that goes, right? Yeah, for Neat. sure. Yeah, that's one of the elements of this that I am uh, definitely more interested yeah, in. Yeah, invested than... in a little bit. Than like Malkith and yeah, you don't the, give a sh- I don't care about your Marvel villains, but I sure do like those DC <laughs> villains. Ooh, Opal, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. We didn't we didn't it. even talk about Opal. No, not really. Okay, so that was um, War of the Realms number three. I'd give it a three and a half. Uh, I'd give it a three. Classic, classic. Uh, ooh, okay, that's moving on. We're going to move on now to Marvel Team-Up number two, written by Eve Ewing, with art by Joey Vasquez, Philippe Sobrero on colors, and Clayton Cowles on the letters. This is a fun team-up between Spider-Man and Miss Marvel, like, probably some of, uh, I don't know, like, Marvel's 
best superheroes. Yeah, currently, I currently, would say. I, like, in terms of, yeah, their individual comics are both very well received. And Spider-Man is Spider-Man, right? He's yeah. this a great, amazing quip machine. Yep. You know what I mean? Very relatable, because he's always down on his luck, and he's, like... Without being too irritating most of the time. Yeah, and, and he's, he's like, just, like, a genuinely good dude that will always just, like... For for like the detriment of himself, right? Put put other people before him. Like, yep. Very likable dude. Yep. And then Kamala Khan, which is kind of his like contemporary counterpart, right? Like Peter Parker was a high school student dealing with high school drama and yep. fake identities and and girl problems and stuff. Yep. So Kamala Khan is is the same, right? Um, just a high school girl dealing with boy problems and yeah. all this kind of shit while also juggling being a superhero heroine and it's it's a bucket. It's good. And this Marvel team up sees them swap bodies and. I don't know. It's it's kind of funny. Freaky Friday. Body swaps are always hilarious. They didn't do the obvious thing here, you know, which is like, oh, I'm a girl now. Oh, I'm a boy yeah, now. I was very thankful for though, that. They did a little bit of it with him, her getting period cramps. Oh, yeah. And Peter that Park, was clever, though. Yeah, Peter Park being like, I'm literally dying. I'm dying right now. Something inside <laughs> Something... me is devouring me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. And then they're both taking time to, like, enjoy because the first one was like Peter Parker kind of like waxing, being like, "Man, I wish being young. Yeah. I, miss, I miss being young. It's so it's so much simpler back then, you know." Blah blah blah. When Stacy was is like yearning for her independence yep. as an adult, she wants to be an adult. Then they body swap, and so then this sees them getting kind of like enjoying the bits and pieces, but then also seeing the kind of shitty part mm-hmm. of both. And yeah, it's kind of it was kind of funny. Um, had some good like. Like you described it as like office, the office level humor, where like cringe Kam- humor. Yeah. yeah, Kamala was on like a job interview for a tech company, but in Peter Parker's body, but obviously had no idea. So she's just like, uh, blockchain. blockchain? <laughs> They're like, how will you contribute to our uh, our thriving office culture? And she's like, blockchain. And she also cuts the shit out of her face, shaving with a razor. Yeah, that was really funny, which is yeah. which is funny. Um, I I was actually very charmed by this. I thought I. I didn't really expect to like this that much. So the thing is... Yeah, which surprised me. The Freaky Friday stuff, it's a worn-out trope, it's boring. And the thing is, when you do it, since it's been done before, you're 100% relying on the ability of your writers to kind of create interesting situations that take advantage of that body swap, right? And, I don't know, a lot of writers, it's... They're not capable of doing that in, right. in a way that's entertaining, in my opinion. I thought this was great. I thought that they really took advantage in all the right ways. Yeah, so they, of... they didn't just explore, like, the personal side. They also explored the superhero side. So it was, like, this really interesting balance yeah. of, like, them not them not knowing how to function as the yeah. other one. But then also, like, literally, like, they don't know how to use their superpowers. So, like, they yeah. were fucking up just, like, a basic burglary. And so it's Kamal Khan is, uh, Spider-Man is trying to web-sling and just just fucking failing and uh peter parker as miss marvel she says like or yeah i don't even know how to refer to it see or she but and biggin and uh, just like her head gets gigantic and her arms get gigantic and she stretches out but she just can't do anything and uh kamal khan as spider-man is just laughing at her it's 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 just really funny they just did a good job with it you know gare yeah they did super good um so yeah i, I really like this i after the first issue, I was like, maybe, maybe not, but yeah, I would definitely keep pulling it now. Yeah, for sure, and I, I think that the, this, the mashup of these two characters is like, it's such a smart, yeah, it's such a smart really mixture. Is. Like, mo- like Kamala Khan, I've said this before, but Kamala Khan and Miss Marvel, they are the modern day Peter Parker and Spider Man, in my, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like their their appeal, I think they they tend to. She's a very popular character, and she appeals to 
um of, of like a younger crowd yep and so they get to explore like the high school drama and yeah. stuff like that i don't know i think it's really fun yeah me too and uh it it also provides a great excuse for marvel to put peter parker back in high school am i right yep exactly oh you thought that you were above having <laughs> acne no sir no sir dude does, to... did peter parker's like zits contain like spider eggs or like, I, I... little baby spiders I thought, oh, yeah, yeah. That's some, like, fucking body horror shit. Yeah. Yikes. For sure. Glad you brought that up. Thanks, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did, I thought there was a really funny but also poignant scene where Peter Parker was Kamala Khan and getting uh, discriminated against based on race for the first time in his life, and that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. He did it, he handled it in the most, like, white Peter parker way possible. Yeah, he's like, wait, that, this is Islamophobia. Yeah, he's like, wow, what you said to me was racist and Islamophobic. <laughs> and then, the, of course, the person he said that to didn't give a shit. Yeah, they were just like, well, your outfit's fashion-phobic. He's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, I thought was that was, good. it was pretty clever. What and, would you rate it? Uh, oh, man. Probably five. I really liked it. Oh, wow. I thought it was great. Yeah, okay, so just to set the scene for you, when I was showing off the comics that I bought this week, I showed that I showed yeah. that one off, and Dan was like, eh, I'm yeah. not really that excited for it. I don't like body swap stuff. So for, to hear you say that you give it a five, I feel some kind of weird vindication. Because <laughs> like, I was super excited about it. You were? Yeah, too? I was. I, I like genuinely was surprised. I was shocked when you were like, oh, I'm not really looking forward to that. I was like... But, but it's Spider-Man and Kamala. What the fuck do you mean you're not looking forward to it? I just, I guess I just didn't trust the writers enough, but apparently I should have. Hey, great. Eve Ewing, bless. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's actually like a very accomplished author, I'm pretty sure. I so, believe it, based uh, on that. No no shock there, I guess. Yeah. Um, speaking of high school drama, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, we've got Spider-Gwen Ghost, Spider-Spider-Woman. We can't make up our mind what we want to call this character. <laughs> Neither can they. Number eight. Uh, this is written by Seanan McGuire. That's a that's an Irish name. I should probably know how to pronounce it. Probably. Seanan McGuire. Uh, with <laughs> with art by Takeshi Miyazawa, Ian Herring on colors, and Clayton Cowles. Again. Again. That's three times. The guy. Half of the books that we read this week were lettered by Clayton Cowles. Zero. From Joe Caramagna. Joe Caramagna, what is, what's going on, what dude? Is it, are things okay at home? Are you on vacation, bro? I hope he's on vacation. I hope he's sipping a pita colada somewhere. He deserves it. On the British Isles. It's cold there. I'm Probably thinking cold, yeah. Somewhere on Corpus Christi, Texas. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cruising at you live from Corpus Christi. This is VC's very own Joe, Joe Car- Caramagna. Uh, uh, hey, guys. How did you get me on this podcast? Please <laughs> let me go. Wow, what a unique voice. That was definitely not Jared. Definitely not. Uh, yeah, so Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider number eight. Um, I, do you want to do this one? Did I make you do the last one? Uh, yeah, but I can do them, whatever. I think... I mean, no, I, for... I did the last one. You did? Okay. Yeah, you did this one. Um, yeah, Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider, the ongoing tale of Miss Gwen Stacy's. Can I just preface this with I really like this series? Yeah, me yeah, too. I like it a lot. This is one of our probably most consistent series, I yep. would say. I think, to me, this falls in the same vein as West Coast Avengers, Okay. Where it's always enjoyable and always consistently good with like uh, how they handle their characters and stuff. You know what you're gonna. You yeah. know what you're getting you know into, you're getting. and it never disappoints in that. It never yep. to to that end. It never goes like above and beyond. It never right. knocks my socks off or anything like that. It's but... never surprising, but that's not a bad thing. Yeah. So yeah, this joins Spider Gwen, Ghost Spider, Spider Woman, <laughs> and uh, she's Gwen Stacy. Her dad is shoot. What's his name? Peter Griffin. No. 
Her dad is uh, the main... Jim Gordon. The Close. He is the police commissioner of... Commissioner Gordon. Uh, New York or whatever. Um, so... Kingpin. It's her, and Harry is in this. Peter Parker is dead in this universe. Yep, rip. And uh, she is a high school student who also has a symbiote that gives her... Um, spider well, powers. Spider powers, yeah. I think I think this is actually the the Venom symbiote in, in this version Venom symbiote. Oh, because really? Because there was a brief little panel here, and I'm... This they is, said a scientist created it, though. Sure, yeah. but it's this universe's... Okay, uh, maybe. okay. But okay. There, was a, there, was a, there was a panel in this where she briefly transformed into Venom, or Gwenom. And when she's when she's messing up those like low level criminal dudes, oh okay. You see yeah. how her her costume changed very subtly. That's the Gwenum costume. It's this, got yes, like it's got little panel? teeth. Yep. Do you see? That's not that's not her normal. That's not the normal costume. And her in her her dialogue bubble changed too to like that pink, right? So oh yeah, that's you're right. The, that's the that's the symbiote. So maybe they're actually doing the thing that we have not really understood about this universe's Gwen where. The symbiote doesn't really do anything for her. I mean, it gives her superpowers, but it doesn't have a mind of its own like Venom does. It, it doesn't like yeah. possess her. But in this issue, we start to see it kind of break down. There are spiders leaking from the suit because the suit is made up of little uh, it, symbiote spiders. That's how the symbiote works, is it's a bunch of tiny little ones. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so it's starting to break down. She doesn't know why. She's trying to find the scientist who created it, evidently, uh, so that she can... Uh, understand what's going on why she's getting like Mm -hmm. these migraines and then at the same time there's a bunch of drama with the punk band that she's in with mary jane watts as the lead singer as the lead singer who is fucking furious she's a huge bitch to her for some reason really is and like the whole series it's like like, not only this issue but it culminates in this issue this issue she's definitely like the most angry she's been but she's always just not been pleasant throughout this entire series. No, and series. I don't I don't quite completely understand it. I mean, I think the the writers have kind of definitely pointed you in the direction of like she's like a little bit jealous that Gwen got yeah. superpowers. She also has like a crush a on crush her. Crush on her, yeah. And it's like unrequited because I don't necessarily think that Gwen Stacy in this universe swings that way. So like right. maybe this like she some, seems like, more interested in Harry Osborne and or the guy who runs the convenience store. Harry Osborne with the weirdest hair. The weirdest hair. You know, Gwen, you've got questionable taste in men. Um, we don't understand this hair. Yeah, we don't get it. Wait, the guy who runs the convenience store. Are you messing up Bruno? Kamala Khan? Yep, I am. Yeah, I okay, totally it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> They're both plucky, like high school yeah. teenagers that are having boy drama. So you 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 messed up Kamala's love interest. Yep, that's the one it's thing that I wish guy. that they would have done. I wish they would have had side by side, which doesn't mean that they won't. Of like uh, like Mary Jane trying to smooch Peter Parker because yeah. they're married, and and Kamala Khan being like, oh god, oh god, please. <laughs> But she's got like she has to do it for some reason, you know what I mean? Like yeah. so, she they, they did infuse a little bit of that drama, yeah. the seeds for it in there. Because when Kamala Khan went to the convenience store as Peter Parker, it, like he he thought that there was like a romantic connection between Peter Parker and yeah, Kamala Bruno. Khan. Yeah, he's like, yeah. oh sure, like, oh, and he like kind of looks side eyed. <laughs> She's like, like a sixteen year old, and Peter yeah. Parker. Peter Parker's got to be in his like late twenties, late twenties for sure, <laughs> dude. Peter. <laughs> Get it together, Get it together bro. But don't actually, because like that's not the case at all. Exactly. So exactly. But from the outside in, get it together, bro. From the outside, from Bruno's perspective, from Bruno's get it. Perspective. Get it together. Get Come it together. On, man. 
that that wouldn't that be a twist if he like called the cops on Peter? Like, <laughs> this dude is statutory. Fucking Chris Hansen. Show- Why don't you have a seat right over here? Wait, wait. What are you? We saw we have footage of you outside of her house, crouched behind, crouched behind the. Yeah, didn't he like sleep in the neighbor's yard or something? I have no idea. Yeah, uh, he he was like he was behind the he was crouched behind their garbage cans talking yeah. to her in the morning. <laughs> Sir. Sketchy behavior. Yeah. But this is not that comic. This is still Spider Gwen Ghost Spider. Oh, you're right. Who's not have Hey, you know what? We I feel like we haven't gone on a, a, on like a decent tangent. It's true. Yet. This is our first one, so I think we're allowed. Yeah, that's fine. Um so yeah, in this issue it's it's more just uh Spider Gwen trying to find the track down the scientist, the big bad guy who is um running a bunch of apparently robberies around the city. Yeah, his entire his entire plan is to kill Spider Woman. Yeah, like that's his only motivation. That's it. it. He's also a big blue hairy anthropomorphic wolf. Yep. So here's uh... hoping they hook up, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jerry. (laughs) You bet. It's like we said. You know what you're getting. It's not too complex. Nope. It's uh, it's just it's just good stuff, you know. And, and at the very end, uh, their 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 band, MJ, what is it called? M- Mary Jane and the something. Yeah, something like Mary that. Jane and the Watsons. We'll just say <laughs> is performing their big like comeback gig or whatever, yep. and then and Spider Gwen playing. is playing on the drums, and then all of a sudden she gets her spider sense and uh, sees a bomb in the rafters, swings up, you know, presumably, like, like stealing all the credit away from, yep, Mary, Jane. Away from Mary Jane. And then... Uh, but the, then it's actually because there's a bunch of bombs planted. Yeah, the, the bomb does explode. And so next up is the aftermath, presumably where we deal with uh, everything. And hopefully Spider-Gwen gets to fuck up that wolf guy because he's been being a little shitter yeah, for a while. Yeah, he's been, like, now. lurking around for yeah. a while. And yeah, it looks like, based on the next cover, that's what's going to happen it's like i get that there needs to be villains in superhero stories but for this one i feel like there doesn't actually need to be a villain i agree so like they're kind of digging pretty deep for it of like just manufacturing this conflict they're like well we haven't had a fight in eight issues so we might i guess we have to have a big fight here but i'm like we can't have her just fight low tier thugs she's got a she's got a fight a blue werewolf (laughs) but you but you kind of yeah who's who's a mid-tier thug thank you very much yes exactly but you kind of can. Yeah. Like, there's way more compelling stuff that they can explore with this character, like her fucking love life. You know, the yeah. weird symbiote thing that's going or on. Or like that thing the that, fact that she ev- was doing where she was the, like selling her services. Yeah, for... the Mary Jane issue. Yep. And then the fact that literally everybody knows who she is, so she doesn't have a secret identity anymore. Yeah. There's like All of those things are more interesting to me yeah. than the fucking blue werewolf guy that yeah. is just like, I'm going to kill Spider-Woman! Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I wish that they would shy away from that keep it almost at like an archy level of yeah uh drama and discourse yeah for know? sure absolutely yeah i, think I thought archie cool. was supposed to come out this week did you fail at no archie, Jared? i don't think i did i may have though if Fuck. you did we're gonna have to put you on suicide watch yes i would not jerry jerry moore is in critical condition tonight <laughs> after he found out that he did not pull archie number 704 <laughs> I don't think that happened, but it might have. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, let's take a break now, yeah? Yeah, let's take a break. Before we get to some bargain bands. Yeah, get some... We got some good... Well, some, We got a good We have a good bin. bargain bin. Yeah. Two just like... I don't know. I can only read so many. I know, man. I feel like every week we read just like two just like real lame... I don't understand why the 90s were so heavy on exposition and word yeah. bubbles. But then, but then we do find a horny anime comic every oh, yeah. now and then. Don't so. you worry, listeners. Jerry found it. I... 
you know, I can. I have a fucking eye for this. I have a three by three eyes for this. Yeah. Oh, oh good one. Good, good one. one. So yeah, you guys just sit tight. We're gonna probably fill up our beers and yeah, and get we, on back to y'all and get on back to y'all. Goodbye. Uh, we're back. Wow, we're back. So I could edit that out. You could, but, but you're probably I probably not. Probably not going when to. Was the last time you edited literally anything? Um, never. <laughs> that was a, there, there's never. I can't. That's an impossible question to answer because I have never edited. I it. feel like if there's any, if there's ever like a major problem, we just start over. Like, yeah, completely. Even like <laughs> we get this far into the podcast and we're just like, I misspoke. Yep. Delete it and Not start like again. Ever done that? Yep, it kept going. Usually, usually we just kind of power through it. I feel like there was a yeah. Today we we recorded an intro that I actually scrapped, and I was like yep. about two seconds away from just being just like it rolling with it. But I was like, that was so bad. <laughs> That it's not even funny, so... Not even blooper funny. Dan, we've refilled on beers, and both of us decided... Um, ooh, I kind of like this idea, that the second... That the one that we liked the mo- most uh-huh. out of the two, uh-huh. Uh-huh. we refilled on was the uh, cocoa. The coconut hefeweizen, The coconut yeah. hefeweizen, and we agreed on it. I yeah. don't know. Is that Could that be a new thing that we do? It could be, unless we are pulling, like, large format bottles. Oh, yeah. So that wouldn't work. Probably not. Okay, never mind. But it's not we, a new thing. Well, it can be a new thing if we have four packs and six packs of each beer. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. Okay. It could be. And, and maybe we'll forget about this next week. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, we agreed. We both kind of liked the coconut. Yeah. Half of Ice, and even though it tastes like neither of those things. <laughs> it wasn't the strongest week for beers, and neither of these were a huge standout, honestly. But, yeah. Uh, but neither of them were terrible either. Right, so, I I, and I definitely like this more than the Livacious, which we forgot to look up, and we also forgot to look up BJCP, so shame on us. Oh, man. We had two breaks. We did. <laughs> we had two breaks to do it, and uh, ooh, Dan's digging into his pocket, might, getting on his I phone. Might just do it. So I that might mean it that it's time for me to introduce the Bargain Bin segment. That's right, every single week uh, on Wednesday at Graham Crackers Comics here in Madison, Wisconsin, you are allowed to take three, not one, not two, but three of the um, bottom shelf comic books and, and read them for absolute free. You don't have to pay a, absolute free. absolute free. You don't have to pay it's like a dime absolute zero, but yep. for prices. Yep, exactly. You don't have to at, at absolute free. You know the molecules within the, the 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 dollars they stop moving and cease to exist. That's an absolute zero uh, reference um, that Dan is. Sorry, I was looking up this... Uh, Livacious. Yeah, and I have it whenever you're ready. I'm ready right now. Okay, so this is the first <laughs> the first Google result. It's pretty funny. People who say livacious most likely mean lascivious or vivacious. Livacious, translate, not found. And it has examples. Number one, Joe is particularly stupid as he uses the word livacious <laughs> because he doesn't understand the word lascivious. <laughs> what does lascivious mean? Um, I don't know. That's another. All right. That's another. Uh, Dig into that while I explain. Wait. Also, oh. I looked up BJCP. Brewer, brewer, beer judge, brewery judge, uh, craft uh, peaches. It stands for a beer judge certification program. Okay. So that's a little less exciting than I thought it was going to be, but we had the beer and judge part, right? Yeah, I think that's pretty close. Yeah. So not too bad all in all. That is pretty close. Um, so yeah, you, you are allowed to take home three of these, uh, comic books that I would caution against ever paying for. Um, but you get to take them home for free on Wednesday and that's a big shout out to 
Again, Graham Crackers Comics, they're a chain of comic book shops, but the one that we go to is on East Washington Avenue in sunny Madison, Wisconsin. Stop in, say hi to Sean. He's a really nice guy. Uh, he talks to me about comic books all the time, and it's, it's, a good, it's, a good, it's good shit. This is the most appropriate definition. Okay, for... Lascivious. Lascivious. Lascivious is feeling or revealing an overt and often offensive sexual desire. <laughs> Damn. Okay. So when we said that this podcast is livacious, we were correct. We but were for fucking the wrong reasons. <laughs> we were so right, but for the incorrect <laughs> reason. We are full of uh, disgusting, immoral, sexual desires. Lascivious this, things. This is a lascivious podcast. Correct. I'm into it. Um. Mm-hmm. So we get we got three of these bargain bins. Um. Two of the three are just absolutely milk toast in their terribleness. We and, can't you know, really say anything about them yeah the, like the goal the goal of these is that they're so you know they're so bad that they're good yeah, but sometimes like b movie kind of but experience. sometimes you get a comic book that's just bad and uh we got two two out of three of the books this week are are just bad yeah uh, and that's cyber force number three and maximage number two but we do have a good one don't worry guys i didn't let you down oh yeah i managed to find a horny one. Oh yeah which we he will talk about does. which we talk about later i don't know i have a i have a golden touch <laughs> like i'm like king midas like every every comic book that i touch just turns into a horny anime comic <laughs> <laughs> that's my specialty Best superpower ever. yeah it's a curse it's a blessing and a curse uh wait th- by the way one other thing yes i want to we forgot like three weeks ago to assign our number one fan nathan cooper a superpower oh you're so right we said we were gonna do it and we totally forgot so let's let's keep that in the back of our minds while we're going through these bargain bins oh god and we'll give can we give nathan cooper my superpower no he every 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 comic book he touched turns into a anime porno mag nope nope damn it nathan take this burden from me (laughs) please he wants you to, but Please. you can't. I do let, not accept it. Let me die. Yeah, if you, like, uh, if you say my name three times in a in a bathroom in front of the mirror, I'll appear and and, and just pour a bunch of horny anime pillows <laughs> all, all over you, and then you'll be cursed with this power. Exactly, and then you'll have to dump it on someone else, mm-hmm. also via podcast. That's right. part of the curse. <laughs> yes, you yeah. have to you have to start a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> to spread the curse. Yep. it's a horrible burden. <laughs> um. <laughs> shit do you want to talk about cyber force i mean no i don't but... know okay there's let me let me just give you the skinny the uh, first like 10 pages of this were just pictures of buildings yep. with exposition that i didn't read so there's a girl whose dog has been kidnapped they're 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 cyber hacking into the dog's brain she's very upset because she thinks the dog is she even says right here excuse me for being fucking upset okay my dog is dead yeah um she thinks her dog is dead her dog is uh unknown to her alive um she's with like a golden man whose body's being taken over by gold um (laughs) He doesn't seem super distressed about it. Though, no, he? he seems to understand. But I think her dad is also being taken over by gold, so maybe that's a thing. There's like some a lot of talking, people yell at each other, and then some shit happens where some like bad guys show up. This like badass green haired lady. You know she's a badass because she's not wearing a shirt. She's wearing bandages around her yep, chest. Yep. So you know and she's cool. Green hair and mm-hmm. she's got a shotgun. And she she flips off the camera, oh, but you then gotta gets read that her... word bubble. What word bubble? Top left. Is it the pussy one? Yeah. Damn, if I know there was going to be so many pussies at this party, it would have brought more condoms. That's 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 the writing. That's an actual line. That's a line. That was published. Yep. Um, Like, pretty recently, because this is an image yeah, number three. Yeah, it looks three. pretty recent. Oh, my God. It's it's drawn by that Stetchband Sejic guy. He he was the one who was drawing um, Odyssey. 
Oh, no Justice way. League Odyssey. Huh. I, know, I did think the art was pretty decent. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I thought the same thing. I didn't, I didn't, it doesn't really come out. He's got a very unique style. Oh, wait. So, wait a minute. Hold on. What? He, special what? thanks to Stetchman Sejic for final art polish. Oh. So, he didn't do the, he didn't do, he the, didn't pencils. do the pencils. He must have, like, come and touched it up that or something. That must be why. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Anyway, the, the badass green chick with the bandage, the bandage thing, she flicks off the camera at one point and then gets her middle finger shot off. Yeah, which that is, was pretty, that which was, is kind of funny, that I guess. That was kind of cool, yeah. And I then, like that. uh, <laughs> The lady, like the green-haired lady who lost her dog's dad, shows up or golden dad, and she <laughs> says, "Don't, don't run away from me again, dad." And that's how the comic book ends. <laughs> We've all been there, right? Our golden dad shows up with a assault rifle and just leaves again. Yeah, I don't know. This was um, who hasn't been there. This is this was. I, <laughs> it was too much for us to read. We didn't really read it. I did like the. I did like the think tank. The Think Tank, there's an advertisement for Think Tank, which is about a guy who thinks that he has uh, avoided the U.S., outsmarted the U.S. military, and now he's, like, basically being hunted down by them. It kind of looks fun. Yeah, it looks fun. That advertisement would have worked on me. It's funny, Think Tank Volume 1 trade paperback available now. Oh, so you could have gotten... They're, they're the advertising their trade paperback, which is, like, images, like, MO. They're, they're definitely... Like, they publish comic books to fill trade paperbacks. Yeah. Cuz uh, so like if you know you know it's an image book because it will have like a, a six issue long arc and then be done and that arc will be very self-contained. Yeah. We're like Marvel That was a Marvel publishing model. I was just talking to Sean about this. Like that was a Marvel publishing um idea in like I don't know, probably starting around 2008 and they've just now begun to break away from that format. That six issue arc to to basically become a trade paperback format really is, is going away yeah i mean you can i kinda, mean that's good yeah but... yeah you can kind of see it like if you think about like venom venom hasn't really had like a yeah an ending point so right. far and like it makes it's i think it's good for i think it's good for the the individual issues but like it's it definitely sucks for people who like to read it in trade paperbacks well here's my thing about trade paperbacks i used to is people who read them aren't real comical fans exactly that... <laughs> exactly unless you read every issue and have a podcast like yep. we do Yep, you don't get a say. We're big. We're we're big fans of gatekeeping on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Fake fake gamer boys and fake. Oh shit, not gamer boys. We read the pod or we read the we comics. read the podcast. We read the podcast because you're not allowed to fake, because you don't have a podcast. fake comic book geek boys. Just please unfollow us. Exactly. If you don't spend thousands of dollars on um, action figurines, yeah. like why are you even? listening to us we have I a thriving keep, patreon account yeah that jerry spends on anime figurines exactly every week. exactly we don't need your subs we don't actually have a patreon no we don't but i think we're gonna start one up maybe really yeah adam convinced me adam convinced me to do it uh just what would we even like spend it on the books you know, oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's basically the idea. Um, and there's the the big the big idea here is if we do start a Patreon, um, is that it's not going to be required. I'm not gonna we're not gonna gatekeep any content for anybody. You know what I mean? There's not yeah, gonna be, be any a like bad idea. there's not gonna be any like hey, you know, if you if you kick us money, we'll record a special issue. You know, everything that we make is always gonna be free. Um, so it's gonna be like one of those things where if you want to kick us some bucks for, um, for the co- for the content and for the entertainment, feel free to do so. But we, we won't expect it. We'll just do a. We'll do probably like a plug for it at the beginning of every episode, and or if you Venmo me, I will send nudes, but that's separate. From that's a separate. That's, yeah, a, that's separate a separate business transaction. 
Uh, de- definitely, if you want access to Danny Mac's private Snapchat, yeah, that's what you that's what you go for. That's you what go you get. Yeah. Venmo. Those I will gatekeep. But yeah, so we might set up a Patreon. I don't know; it doesn't exist right now. There might be more details on that later. But yeah, there won't be any pressure for anyone to toss us money because I still feel shitty about it. But Adam, <laughs> Adam was like, "No, you you should do it because you might you never know." He's like, "You never know; there might be people out there that are that want to." So I'm like, "Okay, okay, fine. You've convinced I me." Yes, whatever. Oh, Adam changed you, man. Yeah, Adam, he you did used to be me. about the comics. Now you're all in it for the cash. I'm just in it for the money. No, that's the big I, the big thing. I think is uh, if we do somehow ever like surpass like the the cost of the podcast, I'll just donate everything over it you know what i mean there you go yeah easy easy money one thing i also wanted to point out about this cyber Force comic uh-huh. that i didn't notice it takes place in the top cow universe according to the image banner on the front cover we might need to do a deep dive into what the top cow universe is could this it be sounds the next Ultraverse? very good the top cow yeah. yeah i mean like just say it it sounds good like um, oh i've got this new comic it's part of the top cow universe i do like top cow yeah it's it's got a good ring to it it it, it feels it plays off the tongue like top gun yeah but it's a cow yeah which is amazing that makes it that makes it, it, makes it better. better than top gun absolutely you heard it here first top cow better than top gun oops i threw the comic on my kitty cat i'm sorry little baby she was sleeping in a sunbeam she's been so good normally she's like up on our lap just like headbutting the microphones but today she's been she's been a solid lady yep solid lady till you threw that comic at her speaking of solid ladies uh we've got maxi magic number two out of nine thank you she's that girl be built she's not thick though no she's not dumb the art in this was like very sexualized 90s nonsense yeah it's like Like the the women look like they're made out of liquid yeah their waists are like they're they're three inches long right but their hips are gigantic and their boobs are huge (laughs) too fucking 90s man hilarious um this was some hot trash and nonsense and i don't know what happened like this was this was like one of those off-brand 90s comics where like you could just see that they were just palette swapping some of the most popular superheroes. Like, yeah, there's Wolverine Jean in Grey, here for sure. You've got Jean Grey. You've got yep. Wolverine. Yep. Like, you've got Domino. It, yeah. it, you've got th- this fucking dude who is like... This is like a, a, a strain of comics that was created to confuse mothers and grandmothers when their children ask right. them for comic books. Like, hey, grandma... Oh, dude, there's the iconic Captain America chest third chest picture the rob liefeld oh, yeah god that is so bad wow it's so bad it's an advertisement for the infamously poorly drawn yeah th- that might need to be our um thumbnail thumbnail because so the viewers and un- the listeners at home understand it but so it's like an infamously poorly drawn captain marvel i've seen no, it captain, captain america, america cover i've be- seen it posted like everywhere because his like it's like anatomically impossible <laughs> My favorite is when they do when they draw it from the side and then they draw what it would look like from the front and it's just all ho- like horrible kind of <laughs> fucked yeah. up. Like imagine if your sternum jutted out uh, about a solid foot in front of you and yeah. then went down. That's what this looks like. Yeah, just to kind of try to picture it. So he's standing sideways to you. Yeah, it's a profile. Looking, looking over his shoulder, but you see like clearly defined both pecs somehow even though he's standing sideways it's fucking this is oh it's so bad it's amazing it's actually that's like the highlight of this comic yeah who's back when that was something that was popular enough to put on an advertisement and not an actual joke as to how ridiculous the fucking art can be in the 90s rob liefeld that's like a name though right like i i know that guy's name i don't because i'm the pleb plebe that's fine yeah 
Look at all these um, hit series that we could have read from yeah. Maximum. I was Price. actually kind of interested in that Christian number Christian one. number one. It's a it's a woman in a she's been a housewife, a cop, an assassin, and a junkie. Now she's the best protection money can buy. And it's just like a yeah, a woman in a bra and leather pants and a giant assault rifle and a pistol. Also, the, <laughs> this right. assault rifle has like literally like two different triggers and, and two, two different, different magazines. magazines and a pump action. I'm super confused. Someone who like you do, yeah, that was very confusing. Cyberpunks. Wait, was that what we just read? No, that was cyber. Got cyberpunks. um, Evangeline Prophet. Evangeline Prophet. And Angela Glory. (laughs) Oh man, I didn't even see that one. Heaven help us all. This is Rob Liefeld too. Heaven help us all, indeed. Heaven, have, heaven help us all. I think that might have to be the episode. Yeah, yeah. The, the episode title. Um, yeah, nothing really remarkable on that, other than the horrible nineties art. Horrible art. Yeah. Horrible. All right, Dan. This is the one. This is the reason you know, that you're still tuning in. Like I, I've said this before, but some weeks it feels like we just slog through these terrible, terrible nineties comics yeah. just with like so full of like terrible and we art. Do terrible exposition but it's all for the good of the podcast right and we wonder why the fuck are we doing this like like why is this appealing to why did we just waste these people's time for 10 minutes talking about whatever the fuck we were just talking about and waste our time 15 minutes because we actually have to read them exactly but then you come across a book like three by three eyes curse of the gesu and and it it all makes sense worthwhile dan would you would you like to take a stab at explaining I would love to. This she is, seemed to like you. This is <laughs> she even dream about mating with you. I love this. So first <laughs> of all, this is a dark horse comic. Yeah, wild, wild. I didn't know that they were into peddling anime trash for a while back then. Um, this is a horny anime comic. It's about... not as horny as some of the things we've seen. No, it's not. It's not time traveler AI where it's a yeah. ship literally powered by you... orgasms. This is a step below that. Yep. You got me so excited because you were like, wait till you get to the climax. And I was like, oh, baby, are they going to fuck? But then they didn't. Oh, no, they didn't. Sorry. It's okay. I mean, there was was like also a pretty, I mean, the the ending pays off here. So yeah, it does. So yeah, it's good. It's just not in the horniest way that you would hope for, Jared. Uh, Me personally. You personally. Not the rest of the world. Exactly. Everyone else just wants to see this burned. Jared wants to see it memorialized in a museum forever yes so this is there's a alien virus that kind of takes over and this woman one of the main characters uh gets bit into by a fish vampire and when that happens she has a eyeball slash tentacle beast start growing out of her chest yep. down to her vagina i would just like to point out that he bites her on the titty yes he does bite her on the titty and then he takes over her body and his and yeah the body like he he's has access to her memories so he says yeah yeah it's easy for example this woman i know her thoughts she seemed to like you she even dream about mating with you <laughs> yeah 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 just like the broken english on that really makes it for yeah me. it's pretty good she even dream about mating with you fantastic you know i even dream about mating with several people so <laughs> there's also another woman with something stapled to her forehead she's got yeah so it's a i think in in japanese that's like a like a banishing like a, yeah a banishing, a banishing scroll or something. or something and she's the one on the cover that has the third eye 
Yes, because they take it off at the end, the banishing spell, and yeah. her third eye is revealed. So she also, must be like a demon thing that like yeah. they, they slap that on to like kind of like suppress control her. It. Yeah, and so she's kind of like that that like not like chaotic a Naruto kind of character. With yeah, a demon she's she's like a chaotic good kind of character yeah. where she's like just doing kind of shit, you know. So the the best part of this, the climax that I was referring to. Yes. There's uh, the main character, this dude with a Japanese symbol on his forehead, yeah. and he, he, gets his... he starts fighting the, the fish man who vampire sucked the woman's breast to create <laughs> the alien parasite, Yeah, and the fish man literally punches his head off. He has his fucking head off. But never would that ever stop an anime superhero. Absolutely Am I right? Not. Am I Absolutely right? Absolutely not. So his headless self keeps charging at the dude, grabs a spear, impales him, and then makes him explode from the spear for some reason, and then it destroys he... all of the viruses, the woman's back to normal, and she's cuddling the guy's disembodied head while his body searches for it. Yeah, and then the lady who had the third eye on her head is kind of taunting him, being like, she's holding his severed head and being like, I'm not I'm not going to reattach it. This is your punishment for yeah. leaving the banishment scroll on me for yeah, this long. This so. is your punishment for not removing the ward sooner, she that, says. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't hate it. I, I enjoyed there, this. There wasn't a lot of words, and it was real It was yeah. real dumb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, why? if you're going to go dumb, just go just all go out. Just go full dumb. Don't, Don't make go, me... like, 90s dumb. Right. You know? Where you like aren't respecting my time with your dumb. Exactly. You're like making me because you don't think you're dumb. Right. In the nineties, you're like, oh, they're gonna you're love like, oh, this. They've never seen anything like they're this. They're gonna before. love they're gonna love they're gonna love it. They're gonna love these paragraphs of exposition. They're I, gonna love these have, female characters, empowering female yes. characters. I have I have built this entire universe in my mom's basement and yeah. everybody everybody <laughs> wants to know about exactly. it. Exactly. Uh so yeah, that was that was pretty good. I like oh, that. That one. was good. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was a good bargain bin. Sometimes you just get those bargain bins where like you can just cruise through them because they don't they, they respect your time. There's not yep. a lot of words. Yeah, like it's just they're just they're like stupid. we know why you're here, Jarrett Moore yes. of the year 2019. Yep. 2019, Jarrett Moore. We wrote this for you back you're in 1998 here because you want to see some horny animes. Check, and you want to see dudes' heads getting punched Check. off, and you want to see alien viruses inhabiting women's genitals of sorts. Yeah, they're erogenous zones. Yeah. Check. Right, also, yeah, there's it. not a lot of words, right? And there's not a lot of words. That's, yeah, that's, that's that's three strikes. One, two, three, four. Four strikes, you're out. Four strikes, you're a home run. Yeah, four right? strikes, and you're and you've you've hit a home you've hit a home score. That's a uh, baseball, baby. That's baseball. That's baseball. That's Dallas. Hmm. So that was it for the bargain bins of this week. That that really leaves. This is the saddest part of the podcast because uh, there's only one section left. There is just a, what we are excited for what in we're the week pu- to come. Yep. Well, we're gonna we're gonna list off uh, every book that we're gonna pull next week or try to. Sometimes there's a little bit of a mix up. I know that we said we're gonna get some books. Um, Last week that we didn't end up reading today, it was a whole thing. Jared so. is limited by the bounds of the comic book shop and what they have available. The comic to book him. shop industry and diamond distributors—that's yep. the—that's the—that's the real villain. Oh, uh, the real diamond distributors were the friends we made along the way. Anyway, uh, we got a not a light week, but you know, not a not as light of this week. I think the correct size, the correct amount a good amount of books next yeah. week yes we have eight in total um starting with marvel we're going to be reading age of x-men apocalypse and the extract number three uh friendly neighborhood spider-man number six 
Uh, we're going to try something new with Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, number 44. This does tie into the War of the Realms. Not the only reason we're getting it, but it's, it's a compelling reason to like take a peek into the character. And... I've been interested in her for a while, right. honestly. So yeah, I think I... Yeah, we'll see. Out of DC, we've got Supergirl, number 30, Wonder Twins, number 4, and Wonder Woman, number 70. And from other publishers, we've got Age... Or shit. Uh, Black Hammer, Age of Doom, number 10. That's a Dark Horse book. And then out of Archie Comics, we've got Archie number 704. Dan, what are you the most excited about next week? I mean, you already know what it is, Jerry. Wonder Twins? Wonder Twins number seven? Four. Four. Okay. Yeah, that book is my jam. I think... You love Mark Russell. Yeah, I've rated those five out of five every time, I think. Yep, Yep, I think you have. If memory serves. What about you? Yeah, Wonder Twins. uh, You know I like Supergirl. um, And then probably Archie are the ones that I'm the most excited for, but... I mean, all these books, right? They're, we wouldn't pull them if we weren't excited to read them. So, yeah, like, hopefully of... Peter is less of a bitch in <laughs> Friendly Neighborhood number six, is it? Yeah, number six. And then uh, looking forward to where Age of X-Man's going, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. That'll be yeah, that'll be interesting. I don't totally remember what happened. It's hard to keep them all straight since there's so many, like... They almost, like, build off of one another. Like, it's true. They're it's almost, true. like, running in this, like, kind of crazy continuity. So, it's yeah. like, yeah um crazy how that works when there are events yeah other comics tie into i them. i do enjoy that the, <laughs> the the age of x-man respect for my time and my wallet though that they're only releasing one of these books every week until the event's yeah, done like true that is the way to do it ladies and gentlemen and like i we feel like we haven't gotten an x-man event x-men event in a while so this is yeah. cool yeah. i'm digging it we're yeah. digging it yeah we're digging it yeah, and then the we other ones... We don't even read any X-Men comics, right. like, mainline. No, so. we don't. I think we, we were reading X-Men we Red. Yeah, a little bit, and we were like, Jesus, fuck. They just, that's what we were talking about earlier, man. They just need to reboot. Got your right? old man Cyclops and your old man Wolverine, not to be confused with actual old man Wolverine. Right. Please don't be confused. I honestly think that it's still just old man Cyclops one and old man... One of them's 40 and one of them's 60. Yeah. There's I think, a big I, difference. I think they're just like a couple 40-year-old dudes just punching stuff still. And, uh, Talking and, uh, okay. about their divorces and their kids. Yep. Yep, my liver spots are starting to pop up, <laughs> Logan. Oh, jeez, Scott. Oh, jeez, Scott. You remember that one time you cheated on um, Jean Grey with Emma Frost, but not really because it was just in your mind? Yeah, me too. We'll never forget it because we refused to reboot the X-Men. <laughs> we got to talk about it all the time. Anytime that they're both on the same screen, they have to talk about it. Yep, yep. Really digging deep. Really digging deep. Here we go. Okay, well, that was Craft Comics episode number 11 slash 12. We're not we sure. We think... Probably twelve. Somewhere I don't know. Around there, Ooh. we're gonna go eat some some smoked meats, eh, yeah. Jerry? We're gonna go get some barbecue. Yeah. But thank you so much if you've made it this far. Uh, what the fuck's the matter with you? Uh, you to, also deserve barbecue. You go also, get some. yeah, you also deserve some barbecue. But thank you so much for uh, joining us. Uh, this has been. I've been Jarrett Moore, and I am continuously Danny Mac. He's he is always eternally. He, yeah, he's eternally Danny Mac. Uh, we've been Craft Comics signing off. See you next week. Bye. Have a great day. Have a great day. (laughs) Gotta get it. Gotta get it in. Glad you remembered.